Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, good morning, everybody, and welcome in. Happy President's Day, one and all. Joe, John, Rhea, and the crew are off. I am Rob Ellis, along with Devin Caney. Devin, hello, good morning. Hello. Good morning, Rob. Good so to nice see you. to be with you again. My pleasure. We got Dan Wilson producing the program. Uh, awesome to be hanging out with everybody today. I never know if people are off on this day. Like, it is supposed to be for civilians, for normal people, a day off, but... We don't know what that's like. We don't know what that means. We, yeah. we don't care. We like being here. We're happy to we be here. We don't even hanging. know what a real weekend is, really, in the sports world, do we? Uh, no. No. We, <laughs> we do not. That is correct. But we're fortunate today in that, really, there's about, like, it's like the four for four uh, window is open in terms of things to talk about. Yeah. It's a nice little mix of things. Nice little mix we can do here. We got Phillies coming up. We got Eagles off season. Lots of things to discuss. Still reflecting back on their season. We're going to get into all of it. Yeah. And to me, like, here's the thing. I, I, I don't know. I fell asleep. I'll be honest with you. The All-Star game last <laughs> night. I also fell asleep. 211 to 8, 186 was the final. 211 to One team scored 211 points. Yes. Um, <laughs> And, and that we, was Tyrese Maxey's team, correct? That's correct. Tyrese He's, got the win. Yeah. And all because of him. Double Doc Rivers got the win. <sighs> Boo. <laughs> Why did you have to do that? It, we, it we, wasn't we, a scheduled loss for Doc. It was not a scheduled night. loss. He went all in for the All-Star game. He's 3-7 and seven with the Bucks, but he got the, <laughs> but, the win but for the East. The, he got the All-Star. And he also would, he wouldn't wish this on anybody. The, the, Did you the, see his quote yesterday that he's like he thinks they should have waited until after the road trip to give him the job? Yeah, he essentially begged them to not – hire him until after a really difficult road trip this guy's the worst i mean he's the absolute worst as if we didn't already know this i mean he is the oh all right anyway um so a couple things And and i was on yesterday and bryce harper spoke yesterday uh down at clearwater and you know it was interesting i wasn't expecting some of the backlash that i got when i was on the air after it really well we had heard that he wanted an extension. Mm-hmm. We know who his agent is, Scott Boris, who essentially controls Major League Baseball, right? And he's actually got a bunch of clients who are really good who are right now unemployed probably because the asking price is through the roof or whatever. But I did find it interesting. And, Dan, actually, I'm going to need this cut right away. I want to kind of set the set the, uh, the, the table here with this thing. So Bryce was asked point blank about it yesterday uh, about an extension, and here's what he had to say. 
I think there's been communication there um, you know, between you know myself and um, Dave and also Scott and Dave as well. Um, obviously, I want to be here for a long time and um, you know, we'll see what happens. Okay, I want to be here for a long time. Let's remember he signed a 13-year deal. Right. That will take him to the age of, what, 38, 39? Yeah, almost 40, yeah. Okay, so he's got eight more years He's got two left. presidential terms remaining on the contract. <laughs> I, I mean, I want to be here a long time? Look. 13 years? I, you have to respect the uh, want to commit. Like, I, I can barely commit to a vacation or a time off like a month from now, and he's trying to, to figure out where he's going to be next decade, essentially. I, I mean, Dad, correct, correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't 13 when you have your bar mitzvah and bar mitzvah? Uh, you, would, you would be correct about yeah. that. Okay. He signed a bar mitzvah length contract. So that is when you, you become, you're a man. In the yes, eyes. the Jewish religion would say he became a man just in a Phillies uniform. Right. <laughs> just in this contract, Bryce Harper's a man now, and he wants more time. Yeah. On the, and look, I love Bryce Harper. I do. I, I love everything about him. First of all, he's been a phenomenal player since he's been here. Unfortunately, he's been dealing with some injuries. There's no doubt about that, but he can't control that. But he's been a phenomenal player for them. The team has had success, which coincides with his time here. Mm-hmm. I personally love the way that he has bought into the community and done the fanatic thing. I know people talk about pandering and all that. I I, I appreciate that the guy cares and all that. Mm-hmm. I love everything about him. This is absurd. If this is really about more years not getting more money, which is my – I think behind the scenes, I think that's really what this is. Mm-hmm. Let's get the AAV up. Let's get him the, the, the highest number in baseball that we can get him per year, get him on the Otani you know, track. Right, right. It feels like that's what this is. If it's not, if it's really about I need more security when you got 13 years, come I mean, on, you're, man. You're pretty secure. It's, yeah. It doesn't seem like Harper. I do feel like it's probably Scott Boris talking, but it is still a little bit disheartening as you know, Philly fans and Harper fans as we all are to like, witness this kind of not I don't think he's unhappy I don't think it's going to get out of hand I hope it doesn't but he didn't have an opt-out in his deal because of this because he didn't want to you know lose fans by having that option for a renegotiation which would have happened if he had an opt-out option so like I feel like everything he was trying to avoid when signing his original contact contract here in Philadelphia is uh slowly starting to go down I just hope it doesn't you know, spin out of control here. I, yeah, I don't think it will. Like, I, I have no doubt. Because he genuinely does love playing here. I, I do. I, I think he I think he does. I don't think it's just lip service. And I, and I truly believe, like, you're. there's never a doubt you're getting everything the guy has. So I, I don't worry about any of that kind of stuff. I just don't think it's a great look. I, no. I mean, it's just, um, you know, and again, you try to never compare a, a regular working person to sports because it's just not. It, it's 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 like trying to compare yourself to Hollywood. Oh my, that guy made how much for that movie or that whatever, you know. But there are times where you're like, man, I, like I'm busting it every day just mm-hmm. to get by. Give me a break, right? You, right. You, how you, much more do you need? Yeah. Like, what is signing an extension really going to do for you? And I I get he's saying he wants to be here for longer, and and I appreciate that. But you're you're already here for a long time and it's like there's also still plenty of time there's what eight years left like (laughs) there's still plenty of time to get an extension done if it needs to happen the closer we get to the end of your current contract it just seems a little bit unnecessary and I just don't want it to become a distraction well and you you make a good point it's like hey then then you should have had an opt-out I mean right then if you want to read that it's very Machado did and they just redid him in San Diego Mm -hmm. do the same thing I, I just like to me that this is the kind of stuff 
and it's not going to turn into anything. I really don't think it's like a baseball issue. I don't think Rob Thompson's worried about it or anybody. But we also, and Dan, do we have the Dave Dombrowski? So Dave Dombrowski was on with the morning show. I don't know if you were on that morning or not, Devin, but a, a couple weeks back. Mm-hmm. I was on, yeah. Okay, so he was on with you guys, with mm-hmm. you, Joe, John, Rhea, and crew, and had this to say, you'll, you'll hear Joe's question here, but had this to say regarding Bryce Harper one-inning extension. Should he expect a new deal or not? Well, I would not get into any contract situations publicly, just never really do that. Um, we'll say of the utmost respect for Bryce, tremendous players, said everything for the our, our club and, and the team and the city. So he's the type of guy you want to have. Um, he's in a situation where you can always desire or want anybody can anything that they would like. Um, we end up making business decisions that sometimes are difficult, but I, I mean, the way, one way I would just say it without getting into any particulars is that uh, we're thrilled that he's on board. He's, we know he's at Philly for eight more years and, um, there's a lot of times to digest things, but it's a situation where um, we're thrilled that he's on board. And um, again, you can desire and want anything you, you would like, but I think it's also the apparent. Knowing Bryce, when he gets to spring training under any circumstances, he's ready to go and you know you're going to get 100% from him in every regard. I'd, I'd like to look like Chris Hemsworth. But I don't. Okay, <laughs> so we we can like and want all we want. That right. was a masterclass of an answer, by the way. It was, well, and that whole interview was was great. Dombrowski yeah. was super transparent, but also you know upfront with, "Hey, I can't talk about that really publicly and tell you what's going on." Yeah. Um, but a, a lot to break down from his answer. Well, I, I think. like the you can like and want everything. Right. Like that's that to me is like, dude, we got well, you for eight it, years. Also, from Dombrowski's point of view, look like. I doubt that's on the top of his priority list. You got Zach Wheeler, who you want to extend. You yep. you just dealt with Aaron Nola. You you had a whole offseason trying to figure out the pieces that you need or don't need. Just got like, Merrifield I doubt yeah. that, oh, Bryce Harper's contract that he already has eight more years on, yeah, that's our priority here going into next season. No, you're right. I mean, it's it's Wheeler all day. I mean, that's the thing they got to get straightened out. You you want to get that done before the season starts. And, and yeah. I, I'm sure that's the objective. And it may – Look, it may play out like Aaron Nola where they couldn't get it done before the season started. But I, I guarantee you that's exactly what they're trying to do, mm-hmm. at least. And, you know, th- this to me, and I, I'm curious where people stand on this. 215-592-9494. You, you can hop in on that. It, it just, to me, I think there's another part of this, too. It's like, you guys didn't win a World Series yet, either. Mm-hmm. I think you have a little bit more weight with this if you had won it yeah. rather than, you know, you got close a couple times. And, again, Bryce, for the most part, has been incredibly clutch. I think they all sort of fell into the abyss in those last two games in the NLCS. But mm-hmm. he's been awesome. And he's been a guy who's – you think about the memorable moments in the postseason, the Padres home run, and then, you know, the stare down, you know, at Arcia when he hit right. the – you know, whatever. I mean, he's been unbelievable, but it's like – the timing of it is also a little bit off, too, considering how you small really, they came up last yeah, year yeah. as a team. And I'm not saying it was because of Bryce Harper. I, I agree with what you're saying. I, they were all responsible for that kind of collapse against the Diamondbacks. But Harper was still part of it. Yeah, His, his bat still went cold, um, and he has stepped up at first base, and I wonder if maybe that has something to do with it, like kind of taking over soldier. for Reese Hoskins. Yeah, yeah like, like look at what I'm doing for you, and I'm playing really well at it. You know, I you should pay me more and extend me. Um, I don't know. I don't know the logic behind it. I just really, really don't want this to become a distraction. The Phillies, 
have, I think, the best vibes out of any team in Philadelphia. And I think they have for the last, like, two years at least. They're so fun to watch. And I know some people don't like mentioning vibes, but I just think that team chemistry is also a massive part of their success. So I just don't want anything to mess up the yeah. the juju that they have going right now. I, I look, they're a likable bunch, man. They, they are. are. And, and Harper, again, I think he's been everything. It, it's Now I'm going to sound like I'm, I'm going to his side of this thing. But he, he when you sign a 13-year, $330 million deal, it's almost impossible to outperform that. It's almost impossible to live up to that hype. Usually it just goes the other way. Into, it, it, could, it could be miserable, right? It hasn't been that. It's been awesome. In yeah. fact, um, it's been great. But this, to me, is a bad look for him. And, and this is not – like, to me, even if you're trying to go this route, if you're him and Scott Boris, work behind the scenes on this one, man. Don't mm-hmm. don't let this one get out there publicly. And I, I I'm am, kind I of appreciate- shocked that it has gotten out there public, as publicly, like that he's even commenting on it right now. That's what I mean. Like, I appreciate he was at least not ducking it and kind of acknowledged it, but it's like this one should – this should go on the back burner, and you, this should be very quiet right. as far as I'm concerned. Right, because he acknowledged it, and he doubled down on it rather yeah. than, uh, honestly, I would have expected him to say, like, you know, that's just between my agent and behind the scenes. Oh, essentially what Dombrowski said. Yeah. Um, Where it seems I didn't love Bryce Harper's answer, honestly, that he gave at spring training. What was it yesterday? Yes. I didn't love it. It didn't it didn't make me super optimistic that this isn't going to snowball into something bigger. Yeah, you know, and, and the problem, too, is – when you have an agent like Boris, a, a, he is a flamethrower, man. Like, there's nothing subtle there. Yeah. So, you know he's not just going to kind of let it go. It, it, I was gonna say, he doesn't do behind the scenes. No, he's which very public. probably why yeah, we're so, hearing about that. I which is really, you. can I just say, like, really wild. Like, Scott Boris is just, like, fascinating to me in yeah. the sports world. An agent that is so public, that is almost just, like, part of the league. Oh, he's so I, He reps so many players and is yeah. such a massive aspect of, like, contract negotiations. It's just wild to me. Agents are supposed to be behind the scenes. They're not supposed to be, Not supposed to be know, the star of the right, show. Yeah. well-known names he, whatsoever. Was it Castellanos' contract last year where, like, he just, like, took, in the middle of the press conference, took the mic, is like, and now here's my thoughts on the press. It's like no one asked. Well, <laughs> he, like, he's just sitting up there with him. Like, he thinks he's part of the show here. Yeah. Do you remember what he did with Andrew Painter? I mean, he preemptively was like, yeah, we got we to dial his innings back. Like, do you remember that? Yeah, he controls everything. Yeah, and it's he has way too much power. Yeah, and it, like, way too much. Just, I don't think an agent is really supposed to be going that far. But No, but that's where we Until are. Until his yeah. power is checked, who's going <laughs> to tell him no? Yeah. It's, it's like Drew He's Rosenhaus. He's balances well, on Scott Boris. Yeah, and Drew Rosenhaus is very similar in the NFL. He's got mm-hmm. so many clients mm-hmm. that he has a lot of pull and he has a lot of say. In. As we sit here on President's Day, we could use a system of checks and balances for Scott <laughs> Boris. We, we need the House, the Senate, you know, everything in there. That sounds like your political uh, campaign when you're I'm, Yeah, your I'm not campaigning back here. I'm just, you know, the, the, we have a system here in this country yes. that apply to Scott Boris. That's right. Uh, all right, so you want to jump in on that, 215-592-9494. We also do, Devin, have a lot to get into with the Eagles. And mm-hmm. I know you were on Go Birds this weekend mm-hmm. with Elliot. And and we'll play this for you when we get back. But there, you know, Chris Sims, you guys played it. I, I played it a lot on Saturday and yesterday as well. Chris Sims chimed in on Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he has never been one to bite his tongue when it comes to Jalen Hurts. And he still isn't one to bite his tongue when it comes to Jalen Hurts. So we will uh, we will get into that as well. And we got a bunch of other things. The, the As we mentioned, the NBA All-Star game, 211 to 186. I'm not kidding you. That was the final score of this game last <laughs> night. And 
even the players after the game, I'm talking, I'm not even talking about like the veterans who have been around a long time, mm-hmm. young dudes. Anthony Edwards is 21 years old, was like, yeah, man, I, I, I'm not, I gotta be honest with you, I'm not really giving much of an effort. It's like, okay. So yeah. we went, we were going to tie that into, into something okay. uh, that, that we need to get into uh, today. But we got a bunch of other stuff. Uh, the Flyers played the stadium series. I know Dan was up there. We'll, we'll get his input on that. I Frankly, I loved it. I thought it was awesome. Uh, very, very cool. So we'll get into that. Sixers, there's a lot to talk about because I think we share a rare optimism for the Sixers we do there's a lot of pessimism out there for this team look and and rightfully so yeah they they haven't gotten past the second round they continuously break our hearts Joel Embiid is always injured um but I don't think all hope is lost okay all right so we will get into that as well as our Twitter poll question of the day Mm -hmm. also so a lot to do uh a little bit later in the show we're going to talk to Jimmy Kemsky at 8 o'clock from Philly Voice about uh, what's going on with the birds, what's going to happen with Kelsey, Hassan Reddick, his situation. We got the, the the combine right around the corner. And then Alex Coffey. Alex has been killing it, not only with her Phillies coverage, but just really awesome pieces that she's mm-hmm. been doing you know, across the board, inclu- including Charlie Manuel, who was great to see him down there uh, yeah. in, in mm-hmm. Clearwater as well. So we'll get into all those kind of things. Your time to hop on, 215-592-9494. She's Devin Caney. I am Rob Ellis. We are in for the morning show. WIP Sports Time is 6.30. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. That was Devin screaming right there. Welcome back in, everybody. Rob Ellis, Devin Caney, WIP Mornings. See, I'm not going to say we're in for the morning show because Devin is a part of the morning show. Right? Yeah, true. Okay, thank you. I'm just getting clarification. We kind of are. I guess you are, and Dan is. Yes, we are. Yeah. Thanks. thanks This is the acting morning show. Thanks for singling us out. (laughs) Uh, Okay. 
I just tried to be inclusive, and you just said, yeah, I know, sorry. I, yeah, I was I'm like, in. I'm like, yeah, I am, but you, you guys are. You just did that. You just said, I'm in, but you guys aren't. So, okay, it's like that. Okay, good. Thanks, Devin. All right. Anyway. I'm sorry, it's early. That was not cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. All right, time for the Twitter poll question of the day, sponsored by Armin Chevrolet. It's truck season at Armin, available 2.9% financing for up to 72 months of all new light duty Armin. Silverados, love the Silverado. Together, let's drive to ArminChevy.com. All right, here's the question. What are you most looking forward to in Philadelphia sports? And here are the choices. You have the Flyers' second half of the season, Joel Embiid possible return, Philly season, Eagles free agency slash draft. All right, if I had to ask you, Devin Caney, mm-hmm. what would be your answer on that one? Um. I don't know. It's a tough one. If I had to guess which one will win Philly season, because it's coming up the soonest, but I'm going to go with Embiid's return. I mean, Mm. I feel like things are looking pretty bleak right now for the Sixers and just the the general outlook Sixers fans have, and rightly so, right? Like, Embiid went out. You know, it's after season after season of of second-round exits. Um, The trade deadline day was just like a roller coaster of emotions because they signed Buddy Heald, and then – the, uh, the rest of the moves kind of spell, like, rebuild and just wait for next season. Um, but this team, when you watch them, they look pretty good. And you also have to consider the other players outside of Embiid who are injured right now. Once Embiid, and and I do think he will be back, um, and and guys like Nick Batum and even Tobias Harris has been in and out, are, are back and fully healthy playing with guys who can shoot like Buddy Heald. I think the Sixers are going to be pretty good. I um I concur. Okay, yeah. I, I agree, and I, we are – I guarantee you we're in the minority here because – For sure. I, the first reaction usually is, I'm really going to depend on Embiid coming back for the millionth time. I And I understand these these criticisms. It's frustrating, so I get why people are kind of hopeless when it comes to the Sixers. I get it. Right. It's like a one-two punch. The first thing you get is the Embiid, and then yeah. the second thing is second round mm-hmm. because even when Embiid's been you know playing, they haven't gotten past second round. So I get it. But my pitch is this. Okay, I, I really like the Buddy Heald move. I think it's he's shown you in a very short period of time he's been here. It, it's something that really helped this team. It's something they really needed because he's a, he's a shooter. He spaces the floor. You have to stay committed to him. You can't get off of him and, and you know, whatever. But the, having an option like Heald and Maxi, and then, again, this is a lot of ifs, but if you get Batum back, mm-hmm. you get Melton back, you get Harris back, it may be the best lineup that Embiid's had uh, ever since he's been in, in, with the Sixers. I mean, wow. I guess you can make some arguments when Ben Simmons actually was an NBA player mm-hmm. and they had J.J. Redick, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I think you could make arguments for sure. But I like the way this sets up. I also think the the upside to Embiid's injury is if he gets the knee right, he'll be well-rested. He's not going to be dragging like he usually is come playoff time. Right, right. I totally agree with that. With I, I know that there's an argument to be made – about, you know, I'm coming back, and, and he will likely have to get back in, in shape. Um, but I hope he's still, you know, already doing some sort of light physical therapy, whatever, to get him healthy quick. But then that means that by the postseason, he's going to be at full strength and ready to go. Like, that'll essentially be his, you know, preseason into regular season routine once again. Yeah, and I, I think, too, there's going to be two other things that are going to happen. Once they get back from the All-Star, I think the first game's Thursday, whatever. Mm. They get back from the All-Star break. Nick Nurse said he thinks he's going to get most of these other guys back. So they're going to have the opportunity to play together for a, for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. And then Embiid gets back. And this is all 
you, you know, if everything's on course. He gets back and he gets about two weeks of knocking rust off and then playing with those guys. And they're they're now they're accustomed. There's some chemistry there at mm-hmm. least a little bit. The other thing is they're under the radar. You know, for the first time in a while, like they're probably going to fall back to around the six or seven seed or somewhere in that neighborhood. And there's going to be like very low expectations, mm-hmm. I think, not only nationally, but also from the city. And I think in that role, and I'm going to say it right now, Devin, they will get past the second round. Wow. Mark Count it. it. Save it. Mark Dan it, Wilson, Dan. save that audio. 6.25 a.m. on uh, February 19th. Thank you. <laughs> All right. I'm telling you right now, and the last thing, and, I, and I, I'm probably burying the lead, they have a real coach. Mm-hmm. There's no Doc yeah. Rivers. This is a guy who, who will, I think, utilize these parts that he has in the best possible way and get the most you could possibly get out of this team. Mm-hmm. I think Nick Nurse has done a phenomenal job, and I think he's the real deal, and I think that's a big part. Doc Rivers had no ability to adjust. Mm-hmm. I don't want to turn it into a whole Doc thing, but I think Nick Nurse is just a really good coach who is going to help them get yeah. past that second round. I mean, you can see it already just in in how the players respond to Nick Nurse. I think he's a great coach. I think he's the perfect fit for the Sixers. I'm so glad that they went with him, and I, I totally agree with you. And look, even if it isn't the – second round they make it past the second round this season then the good news is they do have you know a lot of cap space going into next season and they can bring in a third star but I I'm not counting them out whatsoever and I thought that even since before Joel Embiid got injured of course but like since the start of the season I think a lot of people had just kind of given up on the Sixers and I get it like they break our hearts year <laughs> after year like I understand yes. but I remember watching them the season first started being like they're pretty good. Yeah. This team's pretty good, and the vibes are good around them. I'm sorry I keep bringing up vibes, mm-hmm. but, like, this, the vibes around the Sixers were pretty bad. Oh, like, yeah. it was pretty clear that they were bad for a while, especially with Doc Rivers. I think Nick Nurse brings a new energy to this team, and he uses the players, including guys like Embiid and Maxi, you know, to their to their best availability and what yeah. they're able to do. So, um, yeah, I am not hopeless when it comes to the Sixers. Yeah, so, I, look, I'm, I'm really – I, I I agree. It's tough in terms of the poll question because there's a lot of choices, man. Eagles free agency, Philly season starting up, Flyers second half, and they've been a big surprise, mm-hmm. and you know the, the whole thing. I'm I am really looking forward to this, and we may na- look if a B can't come back, it's not going to happen. But I think he will come back. I'm really excited for the Sixers. I was say, is this prediction contingent on anything? Does Embiid need to be back That's by the a certain only thing point? That's contingent on Embiid. Well, if yeah. Embiid comes Embiid. back, then I think they get out of the second round. And I think he will be back. Yeah, I do. So it's just by the playoffs. You don't need to see any build up to that at all. I think he'll get a couple weeks in. Yeah. Um, okay. where, where he can knock some rust off. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I think it could actually work in the Sixers' favor and Embiid's favor, where if he comes back, knocks rust off for a few weeks to end the regular season, and then that way, by the time he goes into playoffs, he's at full strength. Absolutely. That's that's what that I was asking. Yeah, like, yeah, if he comes back, like right as the playoffs starts, he won't yeah. get like exhausted and bead, you know, with all like the load management stuff. Like he will be ready to go. That's kind of my biggest concern is that he comes back from this in shape. Like, are we going to see him gassed in the playoff games? And can you really simulate that in an April game against the Nets or wh- whatever he's going to be ramping up? Yeah, in in a dream world, it's the way I just laid it out. He gets a couple of weeks where he's playing regular season games, uh, you know, and then. They can all kind of, mostly for his conditioning, but also where they can play together and, and gain some cohesion. But yeah, a lot has to happen. I grant mm-hmm. it, you know. But that's where I'm at. I, yeah. That is where I'm at. So we're discussing that first segment. If you're just hopping on, just waking up, and if you are, good for you, man. Sleep in, enjoy your day. If you, if you have the day <laughs> off, um, we were talking about the Phillies and Bryce Harper, and 
the, the fact that and he didn't duck it. I mean, he acknowledged it, that he wants an extension. When you have eight years left on your deal, that, that, that's a hard thing to stomach, <laughs> I think, for a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's not like he's making a pittance. Like, he's doing pretty well. He signed a thir- th- 13, $330 million deal. Yeah. And he's five in, and now they're talking about an extension. And, and again, I don't know what the machinations are. Is it really, hey, we're not going to give you any more years, but we'll give you more per year. Is that really what the objective is for this thing? It's it's When it's Scott Boris, you never quite know exactly right. you know what the, the objective is here. Yeah, I don't understand what the objective is because Harper says it's, you know, so he secures his future here in Philly because he wants to be here into his 40s. Right. And that's fair. But it's also hard to believe that that's the true objective. And you also have to wonder, you know, what other teammates like Alec Bohm, who just won his arbitration just to to get $4 million <laughs> in salary, <laughs> thinks of this when Bryce Harper is making 330 mil. And is asking for more. Well, in the other, again, I love him, but you've had pretty serious injuries, man. Like, yeah, I don't know that it works in your 40s. Right. I'm not sure what your late 30s are going to look like, quite frankly. You've right. had major reconstructive elbow surgery. There's been a lot of other stuff. Some things. Like he, who's, it's a bold move to say, oh, I'll be able to play at full strength by the time I'm yeah, 40. Not everybody's Tom Brady. Yeah. Or LeBron. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it, in fact, very few are. I mean, mm-hmm. he is, you know, a, a superhuman. So maybe he can. But I would be a little bit worried about some of the wear and tear on the body that we've seen so far from Bryce Harper. Yeah, only for at sure. you know thirty years old, and he's been playing since he. I think he broke in the bigs when he was nineteen, right? He did, yeah. yeah. So you know he's, he's got, got some mileage on him. There's some mileage. It, it's that's why it makes what LeBron's doing crazy that he came right in from high school too. But mm-hmm. again, you know there are some people that are just built a little bit differently. Uh, all right, let's go to David in Germantown to kick things off today. David, you're on ninety four to VIP. Oh, I get to kick off the show. Good morning. What's up, David? How are you? Well, I'm in day. Actually, I moved to Iowa, so Iowa? I'm not in Germantown. Oh, whoa! The field of dreams. Yeah, he's like, whoa, yeah, field of dreams. What's uh? <laughs> was that a a work move? Would you how'd you end up in Iowa? It was kind of work, and it was kind of like uh, just to create a new experience in my personal life. Okay, man. Good for you. Because the city of Philadelphia is violent. Now you can live on the outskirts of Philadelphia, but the city of Philadelphia is violent. It's what vomit? Vi- violent. Oh, violent. Violent. <laughs> violent. Yeah, I hear you. How you, how you like in Iowa? That's like, that's a culture change right there, man. It's kind of calm. It's kind of calm. I can sleep with my door unlocked, not open, but I can sleep with the door unlocked. Yeah. Pretty much. Okay. So you know, and basically it was like a job move, but I got you, man. I kind of like it out here, man. Good, good so, for you. Good um, for you. but thank you. But the move is hard when you do it by yourself, Dolo. Hmm. Uh, but um, with that being said, I appreciate you guys for letting me start the show off on President's Day, which a lot of people are not working, and the streets are kind of clean. But um, with that being said, do you trust him, Beat? Like you, I heard you say you want to bring him back. Want to bring? Well, I mean, he's here. So are you talk about do I trust him coming back from an right. injury? In compar- in compar- yeah, in comparison to Bryce Harper. Oh, like Bryce uh, Harper wants to be committed here to Philly and renegotiate the contract. I'm much me, more, a, yeah. I'm much more physically worried about Embiid. Like I, I don't think that you. That's why this window is like a two or three year thing for me because I don't think he, he gets past that physically beyond beyond that that scope of those years. Okay, now let me put D in the game. D. Now, with hmm. that being said, do you trust him to be in? Because you're a woman, and do you trust him to be in? physical top not top physical condition but in playoff shape when he comes back after being out for like a week and I mean not a week a month and a half 
So, no, but that's where I think it it could actually work out because if he comes back, as we mentioned, you know, what, with like three weeks, say, on the regular season to get back in shape, then that way he's at full strength by the time the postseason starts, which I think can work in his favor. He won't be, you know, that gassed Embiid that we watch play all regular season and then by the playoffs he's he's gassed. All right, we can agree to disagree because I think he's going to be gassed. And I'll leave you on this point. Do you sign Hassan Reddick or do you let him test the waters? And if you can bring in somebody, who would you bring in from that position? Because right. I'm thinking like Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack had a but great you got, year. Yeah, yeah. You got to pay somebody. He, he had know? a great year um, last year. Hey, David, listen, man. Uh, good talking to you. Congrats on the move. Uh, and we'll talk All to you right, soon. Thank man. you. Take care. Yeah, All right, I need an independently funded project. Can I get a donation? I'm gonna get a GoFundMe page. Yeah, like, oh, I can't do that. Good, get right. Good, good effort there, David. Thanks. All right. <laughs> So do I. Who doesn't? Yeah. All right. Um, so he, he, here's the thing, Deb. I I don't – I've heard people throw the R word around quite a bit lately. Rebuild. Mm-hmm. This Eagles team is not rebuilding. I don't know how – I, I can't say it more plainly. You have – you didn't fire Nick. If you're firing your coach, then you might go into a rebuild. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts is in the first year of a $250 million deal. This is the first year it really kicks in. Mm-hmm. You're not rebuilding. And if you're not rebuilding, you don't get rid of the best player on your defense. <laughs> you know, the defense is already bad. That wants to be here. That wants to be here. Restructure Hassan Reddick. Get it done. Yeah. I don't want to be thinking about other options. I mean, I, of course, you want to add to that team. You have to add to the defense. But I don't want to look at someone in lieu of Hassan Reddick. I want Hassan Reddick back here. Th- like, this, this, is, this is crazy talk to me. This oh, I absurd. totally agree. I Four totally years in agree. Double-digit sacks, and and since when did you know Hassan Reddick become the catalyst to whether we're rebuilding or not? When did rebuilding even get as an option on the table for the Philadelphia Eagles? It's I totally agree with you. They're not rebuilding. They need to re-sign Hassan Reddick. Um, if they do trade him, I would prefer they trade him for another player versus a draft pick. Like the people who I hear are like, oh, I'd be fine with the second round pick for Hassan. Reddick. What? What? Yeah, what no. are we talking about here? We already don't barely have any talent on defense. Why not keep the best player that we have? I'm going to hope a second rounder, you know, develops. No, right. no. this guy's established. Yeah, because all of their defensive draft picks have really panned out I in the know. last few seasons. I, I, I don't want to take it. I know what he is. Like, I don't know what that person is that right. they, they may draft. And, look, I think a lot of the um, – even though his numbers went down a little bit last year, he still had 11 sacks, but – He's playing the first three games with a cast on on his hand, which mm-hmm. I think is a big deal. And then we all know what chaos the last four or five games were, right? I don't when the, think with you the can Patricia blame him switch, for that. right? So, like to me, you get him with a real coordinator in Fangio, mm-hmm. okay, and you get him right back to where he was in twenty twenty two. Yeah, it's pretty simple. Pretty simple. So, Harry Roseman, if you're listening, please just get it done. Yeah, this is not a thing. Like, I, I would love to hear from people who view this season as a rebuild. I, I think it's so far. From a rebuild. It's anything but. They're not thinking that way. You shouldn't be thinking that way. Mm-hmm. And 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 the, the optics of what they have and what they are lay out that it's not that. This is not in any way. It's a retool, if you want to use that word, on the fly. Because yeah. you do have to do a lot defensively. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. You do. But yeah. come on. But a complete rebuild is just like, like, how did we go from a season that was Super Bowl or bust to all of a sudden... Oh, you know, do we do they just rebuild and and we we look to two seasons from now? Yeah, like no. It also reminds me of uh, when was it the draft where they traded for AJ Brown? I will will never forget. Ahead of that draft, the whole discussion was, you know, do they get Russell Wilson 
in right, a quarterback right. there are still questions yeah. at, at who is going to be QB1 for the Eagles. And, and a Watson. lot of and right Deshaun Watson and you know thank goodness those guys didn't pan out but a lot of the counter arguments to bringing someone like Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson in was well why why would we want to pay a guy like that when the Eagles are are rebuilding like this this isn't this isn't the year and then draft night comes they also haven't hadn't made many moves in the offseason yet draft night comes boom they trade for AJ Brown boom they get Jordan Davis and all of a sudden it's like oh wow and then they go to the Super Bowl right so. I just this team doesn't rebuild. They're not even in a position where that's necessary. So I don't understand how it's become a, a common topic of conversation. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah <laughs> like, what so are we doing here? Please, you want to jump in on that? 215-592-9494. We'll come back. We'll also introduce our side topic of the day as well. And I think it's very, very fitting coming off of what went down last night. So we'll dive into that. In addition to the Bryce Harper extension, you want to jump in on the quote-unquote rebuild that some people think uh, might be going on uh, with the Phil, with the Eagles. And also, yes, we have optimism for the Sixers. Yes, I know. I, we're the ones. We're on the hill. Yeah, we're, by, we're, the and we're willing to, to die for it, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. All right, we'll come back. Devin, Rob, WIP Sports Time is 638. <laughs> All right, welcome back, everybody. I like the return What a music. song. Yeah, a little, little Beatles here? Yeah, I had to fit the morning show theme, you know? Okay. What, Some classic rock, music? like music coming back with it, yeah. <laughs> What'd you say, like old music? Yeah, plain old music. Music from pre-2000s. Yeah. Oh, man. All right, welcome back in, everybody. Rob Ellis, Devin Caney, kind of in for the morning show. Devin is a part of the morning show, as she made that very clear uh, in the last <laughs> segment. But I am in, I guess, for Joe and John and Rhea. Uh, hanging out with you on this President's Day. You want to hop in, 215-592-9494. In this segment of the show, yes, sponsored by the great folks at Guida Door and Window. Look forward and look back. Sponsored by Guida Door and Window. Take advantage of Guida Door and Window's big winter sale through February. Receive 40% off all windows and doors. Call 1-877-GO-GUIDA or visit goguida.com. All right. Uh, so our our side of the day, and I I think Devin you, and you you were talking about this a little bit earlier, mm-hmm. and I think you're dead on. So here is our side topic of the day: What would be a tradition, an an outdated tradition that you would like to see done away with? It could be in the world of sports, or it could just be in our everyday yeah. you know life. Mm-hmm. What would it be for you? So this topic um, came about because I was talking about my distaste in all-star games. I just think that they've kind of lost their luster. And look, it's fair. You look at the Pro Bowl. Like, these guys don't want to get injured playing in a game that doesn't matter, that's meant to be fun. Um, but I just have no interest in it anymore because it looks like they, the players who are participating don't even care. Like, look at the dunk contest that we saw in the NBA. Mac this past McClung season. again. I know, Mac McClung going for a, a repeat championship there. But, like, he doesn't even play in the NBA. Correct. He doesn't even play in the NBA. So, so what are we doing here? And then, and then the All Star Game, like you have guys just saying that they don't care, and and I can't blame them for not caring. I just personally think All Star Games and and whole weeks and the celebration around it is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's unnecessary. I agree, except for baseball. By the way, I think baseball is the also, only real one that right. is like still good. Yeah, I think the home run derby is still good. Do you? Did they change the rules on that recently? They did. They went to a clock format as opposed to the outs. I still think it works. I still think the All-Star game, it's kind of hard to 
in baseball not try? Because yeah. the yeah. pitcher comes in for an right. inning. Like, it right. still feels like a real game. It's not the NBA where they're just dribbling around and going in for dunks right. and stuff. Or well, football where they're just, like, playing dodgeball. Yeah, where people are guys, guys are afraid of getting hurt. Like, yeah. baseball yeah. is by far the one that's taken the most seriously. Yeah. I, I agree. And your line of the day is, Devin, it's just stupid uh, so far. <laughs> I mean, we have to more, you have time to maybe I just it, I, I don't care. I agree with I you. I really don't care. All right, so, again, last night, Okay, there were 289 field goal attempts in the All-Star game. (laughs) Now, you may say, well, that's awesome. They're getting up and down the floor. Yes, it is, and that's fun. It's fun to watch. But can you give me an ounce of a defensive (laughs) effort? Just just slightly. Defense is optional. Yeah, I mean, big time. I Um, hope you bet the over. 397 points. Yeah, you bet the over. You're in, you're a happy happy camper. Did anyone today. bet the under in All Star games? How could you possibly? How could you possibly that's do? A, what is the over under where you finally yeah. do it? Yeah, you you take like 400, I guess. Yeah, that's yeah. stones if you do. But anyway, um, all right, I like that one. That is a very good one. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'll stay in the sports realm, and I actually will stay with. I will go baseball, and it's not the All Star game. Okay. Okay. There are so many of these ridiculous unwritten baseball rules that are so out of control, Hmm. okay? Like, for example, you're up five runs in a game and you can't steal a base. Like, I'm sorry. I've seen plenty of teams come back from five runs, six Mm -hmm. runs, seven run deficits. I'm running till my heart's content. And if you can't stop me, that's on you. Then there should be a mercy rule. Right. Like, literally. Like, if the game's still playing. Yeah, why are we, what are we doing? There's, it's the only game without a clock. I mean, there's a pitch clock, but there's not a clock to end the game. Yeah. Like, it's outs. So, you have to keep trying. So, I'll, I'll give you that one, and I'm going to give you one more, like, tied into that with, with the just ridiculous unwritten rules. If a guy hits a home run off of you, I don't care when it is in the game or whatever, why are you buzzing, no, no pun intended, Dan Buzz Wilson, why are you buzzing the next guy? What did the next guy do? Like, if you can't handle... It's such an old-school, like, barbarian mindset. Yeah. Like, go set a tone for the team. Right. Like, I I, I think that kind of stuff is ridiculous. Now, I am a time and place guy. If you're up 14... If you're losing 14 nothing and you hit a solo shot, you shouldn't be bat-flipping and dancing around the bases. You're getting yeah. your head kicked in. But the other stuff, to me, is ridiculous. So, I'm going to go unwritten rules in baseball. Devin goes with all-star games. What do like you got, it. Dan? Yeah, so I got... I'm going to go outside the world of sports. A tradition that needs to go away is gender reveals. Oh, We've moved yes. past, as a society, the need for gender reveals and, like, really big gender reveals, too. Like, you know, th- the, my favorite ones are the ones where, like, you get a ball with either the blue or the yep. pink powder in it and someone, like, throws a pitch to someone and hits it, yes. but then it goes everywhere. Yeah. Like, we don't need to Grandma's keep... Grandma's covered in blue. Yeah, yeah, we, we, yeah. Don't need, we don't need to keep revealing the gender of babies this way. We don't need to have a whole party for it. It's Yes, yeah. it's a celebration that you're having the baby... Reve- you know, reveal it in an email or a Facebook post or wh- whatever. We don't <laughs> need this. We, we don't need. We don't need some huge production for it. <laughs> I like that. And here's and you. I don't. I'm saying this off the top of my head. You two might remember this. There was one like a week or so ago that started a fire. Well, I was gonna say that's the, not the first the time one, that's yeah, happened. Yeah, I by feel the like way. it happens quite often because they get more and more aggressive. I feel like as social media evolves and people want to make a splash, it, that I feel like I see like starts a fire, or I feel like I've seen someone got like severely injured in one where it was like what a, are we doing here? One of, like the fireworks. It's only a matter of time before the Schuylkill River out here to our right is <laughs> literally just filled with pink like yeah. dye. It's like Chicago on St. Patty's. Yeah, right. where it's all green. green. You're gonna see it all pink, and it's gonna because someone had a daughter. Like you know. We can't keep your gender controls 
your, yeah, your, your, your gender reveals under control. How about to say. you invite a couple people over and you say, hey, we're having a little girl. Yeah. Do we need this, like, whole, whole show? Yeah. Do I need it choreographed where, no. you know, someone's in a... In a Dungeons and Dragons outfit or something else? No. Like, Who's in a Dungeons and Dragons outfit? Yeah, I'm on a roll. Don't it's a very me. like 2015 thing that should have died then. Okay, yeah. good. So you want to jump in there? Um, now the, your prize is you get a, a gigantic at a girl or at a guy. You get a just great job. Yeah, that's your prize. Mm-hmm. You, you're just. Pride points. You get to go brag yeah. to your friends and family today and say that you won the WIP morning. You'll get a gender reveal party today. sponsored by WIP. That's yeah, great. <laughs> we we will marvel at how brilliant your answer is. That's that is what your prize is. So we, we have no issue with that. So you want to jump in with that? Uh, certainly, hop in on the Harper thing, and we got a bunch of cuts for you from Bryce from yesterday. He talks about playing first base. He talks about uh, the window, which I think the the window thing is very interesting because you know they are. With some exceptions like Rojas and and, and Stott and Bohm, they're a thirty-ish kind of team. Like their time is now. I mean, you, they mm-hmm. need to. You've gotten close a couple of years. It's time to cash this thing with yeah. the Phillies. And it's look, it's not going to be easy considering the Dodgers and Braves essentially have assembled all-star teams. But mm. now's the time. Yeah, and it's hard to remember that because you mentioned they they do have a lot of younger guys. I love that uh, Topper calls them the kids. You know, yeah. you, you have. Bryson Stott, Alec Bohm, Rojas, really young. But then the other guys, like Bryce Harper, like Kyle Schwarber, like not, not super young. Um, I don't think it's as dire as, say, the Sixers window, which is, is closing quite rapidly yeah. for Joel Embiid. But, it, I mean, after after losing heartbreaking ways in the last two postseasons, it is a little bit like, all right, let's get on it. And it does worry me. You mentioned the Dodgers and the Braves. Like, I don't want to be a downer here, but – it's going to be hard to beat the Braves for a third well, postseason that's the, in a row. Isn't that the million-dollar question? When it, it's, let's forget the Dodgers for one second, but let's just talk about the Braves. You go one of two ways on this. You're like, hey, they have the, the Braves' number. They're in the Braves' head. It yeah. doesn't matter. Every year it seems like the Phillies can take care of business. But the flip side of that is, can you keep putting that team down right. every year? Right. Can you keep <sighs> controlling that offense and the that pitching and, and get the best of them, which – I think you. I don't want to discredit the Phillies. Like obviously, it was incredible upsetting the Braves, and especially really dispatching them pretty season. easily the last two. Right, years. but it's also like at some point, I feel like the Braves are going to get sick of this and come out, like, you know, <laughs> yeah, with a chip on their shoulder. And are the Dodgers going to choke every year? Like they won that one World Series in the COVID, COVID like sixty year. game Mickey right. season, Mickey yeah. Mouse season. But like, are they going to choke every year? I there's know. a full season. Or do eventually does signing Otani finally put them over the top? Well, and the other thing is, generally their pit, their starting pitching in particular has has broken down. If Yamamoto's the real deal, that could go a long way in the playoffs mm-hmm. too. If he's him. not Clayton Kershaw, who just who folds just every October, yeah. yeah, right. So well, that that's the other part. And but and I know we're up against it. Yeah. So we can talk about this in the next segment. But as far as the window goes with the Phillies, does it concern you then that they didn't really make any big moves this offseason? Um. Yes and no. Like, the, the Phillies are still a, a, a darn good team, I, I mean, in a lot of ways. It, w- but here, the only thing I would, I would say to that is, other than the Dodgers, who was really, like, super active? It, it's been a quiet well, you, major league. You know what's funny? Yeah, I saw true. the other day that, like, the Phillies have spent the second most money this offseason behind the Dodgers. Really? Yes. That's like, fascinating. Just on the NOLA contract. Like, everyone says, yeah. you're not the first one to say it. Like, they haven't done anything. It's because right. their biggest signing, and one of the biggest signings of the offseason thus far, was bringing back your own guy. Yeah. Right. So, right. but other than the Dodgers, like, what team has spent money? This Like, 
there's still a ton of free agents, like you said, Boris clients, yeah. who are still out there. It's been a very slow-moving offseason, mm-hmm. so we can say it about the Phillies all we want. 28 other teams are, like, saying the same thing. Yeah, it's everybody. It really yeah, is. Yeah, I think just given the way that they went out, you know, where the bullpen kind of fell apart and then the bats went cold, it... I, I feel like I would have liked to see some sort of big move. I also think maybe we got spoiled because they brought in Trey Turner last offseason. So we're maybe in my head. You're right. Like that, that's the other thing. They've been super move. splashy. It, yeah. It's like right. Bryce followed by Castellanos, right. followed by Schwarber, followed by Turner. Yeah. And finally, you know, an offseason happened where it's like, hey, we don't have another star to sign. Right. So therefore, it seems like a down offseason. We've does. just kind of been spoiled. You're spoiled, Devin. Wow. You're spoiled. Yes. Oh. All right. I have also, <laughs> speaking of Devin, I have an observation that I need to make when oh. we get back. Okay. Yes, uh, a studio observation that we will make when we come back, uh, in addition to everything else. So Harper wants an extension. Your thoughts on that. Uh, the Sixers, we are very optimistic. My mic thing thingy, what do we call these Why, things? Mine is really dusty, too. Or mine like, is um, gross. Your mic cover? My mic yeah. cover is gross. Both of ours have, like... Like film on buzz them. on them. Yeah, like I'm, it looks like they were in like a sweater. And that wasn't even my observation, but I'm kind of <laughs> skeeved by this. Well, uh, Jolly did host this weekend. Ah. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, so we'll continue the Phillies discussion. Sixers optimism on our part. I think we're on an, an island, uh, and we will get into. We promise. We talked about it earlier. We will play the Chris Sims cut and and dive into whether or not Jalen Hurts is overrated. So we'll do all those things when we come back. 8 o'clock, Jimmy Kemsky, 9.30, Alex Coffey, Devin Caney, Rob Ellis, WFB Sports Time is 6.57. See that, Devin? Don't. Don't stop. It'll soon be here. All right, welcome back in, everybody. 7 o'clock hour. WIP Morning Show, Rob Ellis in for Joe Cameron, John Ritchie, Rhea Hughes, James Seltzer, uh, Joe Wechter, etc. Devin is a part of the morning show, and she is in today. Devin Caney. <laughs> Hi, Devin. And Dan Wilson Hi. is producing the program. Uh, Twitter poll question of the day sponsored by Armin Chevrolet. All new 2024 Chevy Trax is arriving daily at Armin Chevrolet and starts at only $21,495. Together, let's drive. Visit ArminChevy.com. And our Twitter, and you, very easy. Just go to at WIP Morning Show to cast your vote. I like this poll question. I, I think it's, uh, it encompasses a lot of different things. We'll get a, we'll get a feel for where people are here. Uh, but what are you most looking forward to in Philadelphia sports? Eagles free agency slash draft. Joel Embiid possible return. Flyers second half. Phillies season. A lot of activity on this so far. And you're predicting it will be what? The winner that other people vote for, Philly season. My personal answer, Joel Embiid return. Okay. All right. So we'll see where that goes. You want to jump in there. Uh, you can. All right. So we have, this is well established in the studio that you are the ice princess. <laughs> you enjoy it extremely cold. Like you you want icicles hanging in the studio. All those nights at the barn wants to make it feel correct. like the Wells Fargo Center correct. during yeah. a Flyers oh, yeah. game. Yeah. the for chilly sure. barn. Yes, that is correct. That is my ideal weather. Okay. The, an ice hockey rink, the so, Wells Fargo Center. And what what uh, what what does your boyfriend call you? Uh, well, my my brother has always your called brother. me an ice queen, and then my boyfriend kind of picked it up. So he calls okay. me my boyfriend calls me Elsa, like from Frozen. Okay, because she's the the ice queen. Yes. Yeah. No, I get it. That's yeah, yeah, I was, you get it. I was teeing it. you up yeah. for okay. that. Okay, <laughs> thank you. Um, so it is. I would say it's chilly in the studio today, but not freezing. Uh-huh. But I've noticed something. What? So when people get cold, they do a couple different things. They cross their arms and they sort of hunch a little bit. 
or if you have a hoodie on, the hands are in the pouch of the hoodie in the front, <laughs> and you're sort of a little hunched over. Are you saying that I'm doing these things? I'm saying you're doing these things, so I'm saying <laughs> you're cold. Can we admit this? We can admit it. So honestly, I was thinking last segment, I'm like, it's kind of cold. Okay, here. so I'm cold as well. I'm uh-huh. trying to be nice. Well, we can make it warmer in here. So... I am hitting that thing in a, in, during the next break. Yeah, go for it. Thermostat. Go for it. Okay. My only, I just don't like when it's like stuffy, right? I Which agree it rarely with you is in this studio. Yes. But as long as it's not like stuffy and hot, I'll be fine. No, stuffy is. But it is chilly in here. Stuffy's bad anytime you're trying to do work because mm-hmm. it, it'll put you to sleep. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. We don't want stuffy, but we also don't need, you know, it's Elsa. very observant of you. Thank you. I, I, hey, I'm, you know what? I will say I'm also like just fidgety in general, so I'm always like moving my hands and my no, pockets, you were in cold my arms. Mode. But yeah, it was yeah, pretty you, cold. You were in cold mode. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, all right. So beyond that, we've talked a lot in the first hour about the Harper extension. You want to jump in on that? 215-592-9494. Sixers optimism. We are, we're on an island. It's okay. Uh, we're not afraid to be there by ourselves, even though everybody else is going to give you the Embiid's hurt again, second round. Look, we're going to have the last lap. We're going to come back to this show and play this audio when the Sixers Correct. finally make it out of the second round this postseason. Mark it now. I agree with that. Rob and I will have our own little celebration. All right. So we could discuss that as well. And our, uh, if you want to hop in on our side here, outdated traditions. And, and Devin, uh, perfect timing on this with the NBA All-Star Game being just a clown show last night. <laughs> she wants to do away with All-Star Games. Dan Wilson, I, I like his gender reveals. It's over, man. Like, enough. You're not creative. Everybody's done everything. It's like the dunk contest. There's nothing else left. There's nothing, le- there's nothing left. Yeah, we've done it. Okay, it's done. So there's that. And then I went with the 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 unwritten rules in baseball where – you know, you can't steal when you're up five runs. Give me a break. All right, so you want to jump in on that also. Uh, we need, we do need to play this because we talked about it earlier in the show, and I know we were separately on on the weekend uh, discussing this also. So Chris Sims. Chris Sims is usually a, a lightning rod here in the city because he'll, he'll say something that will tick Eagles fans off very easily. And we, mm-hmm. We're glad we're happily taking the bait as usual, and I usually hate giving guys like this air, but I'm going to give them air uh, for this. <laughs> For this, because I think it does bring up an interesting question. Um, So he was on with um, the uh, All City uh, Phoenix crew uh, and was the the question was posed in a way where they were kind of asking him about Kyler Murray. But then it it sort of spins into Jalen Hurts. Here you go. You pit him against a, a guy that's high up your rankings that you would take Kyler over. Is there like anybody like oh. a Jalen Hurts or anybody that you would say I got to think real hard? Well, about that would be one of them for really? sure. Yeah, I don't think like you know, uh, you heard me talk yeah. yesterday. Yeah. You know, Jalen Hurts is. Re- I respect a lot about Jalen Hurts, but I, I think Jalen Hurts is also like the most overrated player in football. All right, I just that's that's me. I know I'm wrong. I take a lot of crap about that get comment, but you know, it's a, it's a. He plays quarterback for a team that's an all-star team. All right, so let, let's, uh, let's break this down. So a couple things on that. Um, one, the most overrated player in football. Not He's a little bit overrated. No, the most overrated player in football. Mm-hmm. That, that's a pretty bold statement um, for starters. Now, where I think he really hurts his own credibility, first of all, he says, yeah, I know I'm wrong. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you, you're immediately following up your, your take with I'm wrong, which, okay, whatever. 
But then he then the, the what really tweaks me honestly is the All Star comment. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. Well, because uh, other than Patrick, Patrick Mahomes is an alien. Okay, mm-hmm. other than Patrick Mahomes, and by the way, he still has Kelsey and Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. But other than Patrick Mahomes. Give me all these quarterbacks who have nobody to throw to and who have garbage surrounding them. Mm-hmm. Who, who are they exactly? Right. I mean, come on. And an all-star team, Jalen Hurts was playing with a bottom-ranked defense. Yeah, he has guys like A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith. Look at Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase. Look at Brock Purdy. He's got yeah. Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Christian McCaffrey. The list goes on. Like, it's it, in no way is Jalen Hurts the only, only quarterback playing with a quote-unquote all-star team. I hated that comment so much. I'm glad you brought that up because people aren't focusing on that. They're focusing on the underrated, overrated aspect of Jalen Hurts, which is also just wrong. I think the nationally uh, people tend to underrate him. I get here in Philadelphia, we can overrate him because he's, he's our quarterback. Um, But in no way would I, would I say Jalen Hurts has an all-star team surrounding him? No. And, and and here's the thing you also have to take into account when you throw the all-star thing out there, there was abject dysfunction from a coaching standpoint mm-hmm. as the season went on mm-hmm. to the point where like players are ad-libbing to the point where the head coach said we were stale to the point where you fired the offensive coordinator right mm-hmm. so you might have talent on the field but you're also trying to overcome and I'm not saying and I'm going to get to Jalen in a minute he's not absolved of any of this but you're also dealing with like I said Mahomes has Andy Reid mm-hmm. who's a who's a hall of famer you know, Shanahan, for whatever he is and his shortcomings in big games, is a very smart offensive mind. I don't know what the hell the obje- the, the game plan was with the Eagles on, mm-hmm. on the offensive side. So he's trying to deal with that, too, which you have to take into account. Now, that said, okay, I, and I and I, I think you, you hit the nail on the head. Like, I, I, I think nationally, people aren't as high on Jalen as we are locally. And that's only natural. He's He's an Eagle, right? So I don't think he's overrated nationally. In fact, I think, you know, he he probably took a hit this year, a, a big hit, in fact. Mm-hmm. I think locally we would probably overrate him a little bit where some people don't want to see some of his shortcomings. Like, I, all everything I just said about the coaching, Jalen's also responsible for turning the ball over a ton. That's not on the coaches. For, for maybe not going through his progressions or taking what's given to him or being able to step up in the pocket rather than just do that, you know, backward – you know, dance where he's getting blitzed and it just turns into a nightmare. Mm-hmm. He's got a long way to go to get better, and he's got to get back to the 2022 guy if they want to win a Super Bowl. But most overrated player in football, come on, man. Not not even close. Not even close to the most overrated player in football. I also think recency bias is at play here um, when evaluating NFL quarterbacks because you look at Jalen Hurts back when they were 10-1, and 1, right after he, he beat Jalen, essentially, beat the Buffalo Bills, you know, put the team on his back, got that walk-off touchdown in overtime. He was one of the front runners for MVP. He beat guys who, you know, a lot of national media rank and, and local rank above Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen. He beat Patrick Mahomes this past season. He was one of the best players on the field in the Super Bowl last year, but he was also responsible for one of the worst plays of the game and yeah. fumbling the ball. So, like, trust me, I get it. I'm not saying Jalen Hurts is MVP, but I'm also in no way agreeing with the fact that he's the most overrated player in the league right now. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if just just dealing with Chris Sims, you know what this was? This was I buried the guy prior to 2022. I had to kind of eat my words in 2022. And now I'm being proven right. Like, mm-hmm. this is real. Like, 22 was the anomaly. That mm-hmm. That is essentially, you know, kind of, I think, where he's going with this. 
and and this is what he's got to ride to sort of save face yeah. from, from where it was, you know, before the 2022 season. So I think this is his way of like, aha, like I got you. <laughs> you know, it doesn't it kind of feel like that. Yeah, it does. And it also just feels like he is some vendetta against the Eagles and Jalen Hurts and he enjoys uh, yeah. like and I, I think poking us, poking the bear. He likes tweaking the Eagles. Yeah, I do. I, I do believe that. But like if he objectively thinks that Kyler Murray is better than Jalen Hurts, it, it, like to me, that's another your argument goes right out the window with right. me if that's you know what right. your thought is. So you want to chime in on that as well, 215-592-9494. Let's get a quickie in. We will come back. We'll continue. You can jump in on the Harper stuff. You want to jump on the Sixers, the Chris Sims stuff as well. I'll play some more Harper stuff for you when we come back about him uh, playing first base and the Phillies window. The other, the other uh, bone of contention with a lot of Phillies fans is the batting order which is an exhaustive discussion. But I thought it was interesting what Kyle Schwarber had to say this weekend regarding that. So we could talk about that as well. Devin Caney, Rob Ellis, WIP Sports Time is 7.15. Welcome back, everybody. Rob Ellis, Devin Caney. Did you know, I'll give you guys a, a did you know, a WIP morning show. This song, Elton John hates this song. Really? Yes. He I did re- not know that. He refuses to do it live. He feels like it. W- it's just like a garbage, you know, bubble gum, whatever. Like, it, it is a song that he, he, I read his book. It's a very good book. It's featured very prominently in the movie. I know. Well, but- the movie is literally called Rocket Man, isn't it? Yes. Like, the, the biopic on it? Well, this, yeah. isn't, this is Crocodile Rock. Yeah. Yeah, this not is Rocket Man. Yeah, Joe to camera and uh, the normal morning crew would, <laughs> would have killed you for that one. For that. Yes, I don't have Sorry, the whoops. I, I did it again. Uh... Drop ready to go. <laughs> yeah, but the he the book is very good, by the way, for for people who haven't. Uh, I forget what the name of it is, um, but it's it's very very good. But um, yeah, this is one where he's like, yeah, I get a lot of requests. This not, one ain't happening. Not gonna happen. So he just wrote it. He produced it, and he's like, ah, that wasn't my best. Now I'm like trying to separate myself from it. I, I think it was also. Do- like there was a period of time, I think there may have been some, you know, recreational enhancers involved uh, in his life, <laughs> uh, which he writes about. He's in a different state of mind. Yeah, but if you have you guys ever seen like the really old, you probably haven't concert footage. He's in like a Donald Duck costume. He's doing all this weird stuff, and I think mm. this was during that period where he was like, it was a phase. He might be trying to move on from yeah. that. At, at, you know, at seventy. I always wonder that about artists, though. Like if they have songs that they get sick of singing, you yeah, know, have like to. during during you? a set list, they're like. Oh, but he, but here's right. the here's the problem. If you, you have a hit, you have to. I agree. Yeah, but you he, might not not enjoy it. Like if I, if I'm going to see the Rolling Stones on tour, mm-hmm. okay, I don't want to hear all of your new album. I want to hear. Give me sympathy right. for the devil. Give me shelter right. and sympathy right. for the devil. Like yeah. you're you're doing a disservice to your to your audience if you do that. Mm-hmm. So I don't care how sick you are of it. Like you're getting paid a lot of money. You're getting paid a lot of money. Yeah. Part of the gig is you have to play "Sympathy for the Devil" every concert for the rest of your life. A hundred percent. So there, there's a, there's a, there was a band called the Eagles. Okay, I don't know if you guys have heard of that. There was. Yes. Like the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> Sit down, kids. Let me tell you well, about well, that. Remember, Taylor Swift had to clarify that her Eagles reference was the team and not the band. Right. Well, yeah, and then yes. she went on to root for the Chiefs all season. So yeah. Well. Well, I mean, there's there's Kylie Kelsey would I'll never cut her a little bit of a, Kylie a little Kelsey slack. would never. That's correct. She would not. Cincinnati Bearcats, not uh, Chiefs. She's a gamer. <laughs> um, 
No, but there was a there was a guy. His, he just died. His name was Randy Meisner. He was part of the. He was a singer in the Eagles. Okay, one of their one of their uh, musicians, part of the band. Anyway, he had one hit. It, like everybody, all the other songs were Don Henley and Glenn Fry, blah blah blah. But this guy had one song that he sang that was a hit. It was called "Take It to the Limit." One more time, and he started complaining about having to do one song. And Glenn Fry was like, "Dude, Henley and I sing like." 15 to 16 to 20 every night, and you're complaining about one? Suck it up and the, sing the song. That would be like the soup Nazi complaining that people yelled no soup for you, Adam. Correct. Like, dude, <laughs> you, you had a hit. Yeah. You had one great episode. Everyone knows you for it. Get over it. Exactly. You're still making royalties from it. All right. Anyway, how did we get here? I don't know what's going on. Uh, we played Crocodile song. Rock. Oh, and thank the, you. Rocket Man. I think it's a great song. <laughs> yeah, Rocket Man. Some are saying it's called Rocket Man. Uh, it's a great song, though. Time like Dancer? <laughs> no. Uh, all right. Uh, all right. Um, Is that Billy Joel? <laughs> Love his, Billy Joel. His new song's good. Billy Joel? Yes. He's got a new song out. I didn't know that. Yes, Billy Joel does. I saw he discussed it at the Grammys, I think. He sang it. Or he sang it at the Grammys, right, right, yeah. Yeah, he's doing a whole thing now. He's doing a whole he was on, I don't know, one of the late nights as well. He made the media that. tour promoting. Well, he it, hasn't yeah. written a new song in like twenty years. So it was it's so he's like, ah, kind of, kind of amazing. Shake the rust off. I'll just do it again. Yeah, Why yeah, not? He was good. He was good. All right. Uh, so he we, shouldn't get sick of playing Piano Man. By the way, you got to play it every correct every show. Yeah, I, I, that's yeah, part that of the gig. That is a song that you you do have to play. Every that show. is such a BS move. I'm telling you, man. Like, if you don't play the hits, come on, man. Yeah. What, what are we doing here? You ever, you ever hear about the time Van Morrison did a whole concert with his back turned to the audience? Why? <laughs> just because. Just because he for could. Fun. Yeah, because he could. Yes. Well. I, if I bought tickets to that concert, I'd be pretty upset. There was a like you can still hear the music the same. I guess this is his argument. Yeah, but like why? <laughs> no, it's ridiculous. Know. That that is just a middle finger to your yeah, audience. Yeah, that's I just mean, that, being that's mean. That's all that is. So uh, there was a host a very long time ago at WIP when I first started. Okay, we, this was two studios ago when we were in Balakinwood. So he had worked in another market. He came here. And it was it was a weekend shift, and I was coming on after him. Okay, and I had he had just started with the station, and I walk. The two of you are like, "Where is he going with this?" <laughs> so this is story time. This is Rob's story time. This segment. No, I like it. Okay. I like it. I feel like we need like an intro, like Rob. <laughs> no, this is actually a good idea for a segment. Like yeah. every every show, you should tell an old WIP no, war story. There's a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. Time actually. <laughs> So I walk in, right, and I and I do what I I usually my first move when I come anytime is I ch- I'll check in with with the producer. I hey, what's going on? Blah blah blah. How you doing? Are you with us? I I don't know. Whatever. So I walk in, and I'm in the in the, I'm in the producer studio, which you know there's a there's a win a glass you know window you can see mm-hmm. into the to the actual on air studio. This guy is sitting there. He's in. He's he's jammed himself into the corner of the studio, and I swear to God. And and Devin, you could do play by play. So okay. he's turned, he's almost like a profile shot to All the right. producer, and he's staring at the corner of the wall doing his show. Like, yeah, and, and the Eagles should have run the ball more. <laughs> and, and he's he's looking into the corner, and I'm like, this guy's weird. This what? is bizarre. Wait, so you had to host with him? No, no, I was on after him, thankfully. Okay. But I okay. said to the producer, has he been doing did this just did he just yeah. spin around and do this like a second ago? It's like no, dude, he's been doing the whole show like this. And he doesn't talk to me, and he doesn't step out of the studio during the break. He didn't talk to me beforehand. <laughs> what the Now, heck? here's what I will say. I know people are probably trying to guess who, who if it's like, was that Eskin back in the day? No, it's not <laughs> that. 
the guy was literally here for maybe four months and he was gone. Fired like, or quit? He quit. Nobody has heard okay. from him well, since. Well, I was going to say I would guess quit if he's. He turned his back. If to he's the turned his back yeah, on everyone. If he's quite literally turning his back to uh, his producer, then clearly it, did not want to be there. But it wasn't even the producer. Like I even so, we used to do crossovers back then, which is where you hey you, Rob has. What this do you have coming, coming up next? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. So I I'm like, do I even go in there with this guy? Or are we just not doing a cross? So. I approached him during his last commercial break, and I was like, hey, hey, uh, no, I won't reveal his name. I'm like, hey, man, uh, are we? do you want to uh, cross over? He's like- Did he look at you? No, he, he, he. so he turns around, he says, not really, but if we have to. I'm like, nah, we're good. <laughs> and that was the last words you ever I ever spoke, spoke to, him? to the guy. That was it. Oh, my God. Yeah, really weird. How bizarre. Yeah. I swear to you, man, it was- Dude just didn't like people. Yeah, he didn't like it. Wasn't like I didn't take it personally because I knew like yeah. he'd been doing four hours. But also, staring like at a maybe corner. you're in the wrong business. <laughs> I was gonna say if you hate people talking to callers, yeah, yeah like probably not the right. Might not uh, work out. Field. My guess is if he's still employed, he's working from home in some capacity where he doesn't have to be around. Oh, for human sure. beings. He was happy for the sure. pandemic hit for that reason. Correct. Yeah, which was... I respect. I respect sometimes because like you know sometimes you're just like yeah, you're not. I don't want to deal with people. Yeah. People can be tough. People can be tough. Human beings are, are challenging. <laughs> uh, speaking of, no, I'm just kidding. Elliot Shore Parks, generally we talked to him. He's getting his wisdom teeth out. He is. Okay. Which is. is interesting that most folks get it done at like 18 or 19. And then, you know, Elliot yeah, maybe a little bit older than 18 or 19. So we had wisdom this whole time? Ah, Dan. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Little known fact uh, that most people on Twitter probably would disagree with. Elliot had wisdom <laughs> this whole time. And now he's going to lose it. Now, now it's going to lose it. It's going to get even worse. Shame. It's like, it's like Sansom cutting it. his hair. Was it Sansom? Who was it? I don't know who cut Well, I wish Elliot the best of luck. He revealed that on air just on Saturday. He was like, I'm afraid to tell everyone that. Like, I, I've been, because I feel like I'm too, he's like embarrassed the fact that he's old. And I just pointed it out. Uh, and you you just right. pointed it out. So hopefully Elliot is not listening right Sorry, now. Sorry, Elliot. <laughs> not old. He's in his 30s. Best like, of yeah, people, old. like no, you can really not. be subconscious about your age in your 30s. Yeah. Then you're going to be in real trouble later. Yes. <laughs> I mean, take it for somebody who's in their late 20s now, like me. I don't know what that means. But anyway, uh, Elliot's call in is sponsored by Colonial Hyundai. It's triple rebates. Yes, it is. Only a Colonial Hyundai this month. Shop online 24 7 at colonialhyundai.com. Colonial Hyundai. The faster, easier, better way to buy a Hyundai. All right. So good luck to Elliot on that. Maybe maybe we maybe we should get the check in at post uh post You gotta get the you gotta get the photo with like the stuff you know, like the stuff in his cheeks and whatever. The gauze. The gauze and So I I really hope Elliot isn't listening right now. So I co hosted Go Birds with him on Saturday. I was feeling him uh, for James Seltzer, who I hope is feeling better. So I don't think Elliot knows what he's in for with, with his wisdom teeth. He was like yeah, I'm just driving myself, and uh, he's gonna drive himself home. Uh, yeah, and I don't think they're gonna put me under. And uh, I'm like, well, did you take time off work? He's like, I think I'm on on Tuesday. I'm like, does he think? Oh, that's that's bad. Does he? I'm does like, he think it's like a? Fine. Does he think it's like a routine trip to the dentist? I th- I I don't know, but I also didn't want to scare him, so I was kind of like walking this fine line of like. I mean, I got mine out over a decade ago, so I. It's, I was gonna it's say I got blurred. it out at like 17. I yeah. w- I was in my. Year uh, the the summer after my freshman year in college. Yeah, mine was around then as well. And but he's like asking me like, is it is it gonna hurt? Like, is it gonna be really painful? And I'm like, it sucks for a day. I mean, I I would have pulled to him straight. And also maybe get a ride home. I don't think you should drive (laughs) yourself home after that. Yeah, like I know for a fact. Again, I they they put me under right. So my my mom drove me home right, and Mm. she was like, 
you were <laughs> this was interesting yeah. i'm like oh god what what did i say here man <laughs> it was one of those deals man but yeah all right well like you're gonna Back be sipping luck, stuff through a straw for 24 to 48 hours yeah doing a radio hit tomorrow <laughs> might not be a great idea well you know the other thing is too like they whenever the word like dry socket is thrown out there do you did you guys get that whole scare so and that's what like, i didn't i didn't want to scare elliot when he was asking me right. like how Pause. painful it was yeah. but i know dry i never had it but i know dry socket was what like they were no trying one, to scare you yeah you, you don't didn't want to get it but then yeah. i didn't I'm not sure what it is. I don't remember the, what exactly it, it was. Not to get too graphic. Like, so where the... Like where your tooth was. Where the hole is, where your tooth was, you don't want to, like, keep like, sucking the blood out of it and all that other stuff. Okay. Right, I'm going to stop right now. <laughs> so, well, like, anyway. What's that so, hit going to sound like tomorrow? Like, hey, what, Elliot, what are your thoughts on the Eagles? Like, like I mean, like... <laughs> he's definitely going to be swollen. There's no way. going to be gibberish? But you know what's You're going to be able to understand them? Some people... So I only had them on the bottom. I was lucky. I didn't have okay. them up top, too. But mine were impacted. Oh, yeah. Which is nasty business, mm-hmm. man. You, you don't want that. So um, so it's. I was like, yeah, I was a disaster. I looked like I went, like, you know, through, like, Mike Tyson pounded me around. <laughs> but but my, my buddy, I'll never forget this. Like, he got him out two days later. We were at the bar. Like, he, he was like, some yeah, people just bounce miss. back quick, man. I bounced back pretty quick. Like, I wasn't. I wasn't down and out for more than like two days, but I wasn't at the bar two yeah. days later. Well, I was also like not even twenty one, I think, when I got my. <laughs> I was we we may like not have been twenty one when I got mine out. Don't do this. At yeah, home, I was, kids. I was going to say you said you were nineteen. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's, yeah. you know. Hmm. Anyway, uh, we'll keep it moving. Uh, <laughs> let's go to Bam in Upper Darby. What's happening, Bam? Good morning, Rob. Good morning, Devin. What's up, Buzz? <clears throat> How you doing? I'm hanging in there. Hanging in there. Can't complain. Can't complain. Good man. But, yeah, to my that wisdom teeth thing, I just got two of them out, and I was thirty. I got one at thirty three, and I'm thirty eight. I got one at thirty eight and thirty three. Damn, I still got two more left to go. Oh, so you're doing like oh. one at a time here? Yeah, why not all at once, bam? Too much pain. Oh. Too much pain. Okay. I remember when in 2017 I was still like able to see. You know, I'm visually impaired, so right. 2017 I was able to get one out. My mom had to drive me home. But then it's just too much pain to drive home. You can't, you can't, you can't. You can't. And, and and most people go under, so you're still not, you're still, you know, whacked out once you, once you yeah. somewhat come out of it. Yeah. Yep. No, but, I hear uh, you. I hear you. Yep. Bryce Harper signed my man, man. Sign him until he's 40. He want to be a Philly for life. So you he want, you to want to extend him? Yes, please. please. I, Bam, I, I'm worried about what that's going to look like, man, at, mm-hmm. at 38, 39, once, once that deal's up physically. Yep. And then my, uh, I was telling Buzz back there about the Twitter question. Yeah, I like the Phillies, but I'm rooting. For, me and Ellie going to be probably rooting for the same season starting tomorrow. A union. Yes. Okay. Oh, does their yes. season start tomorrow? Yeah. Oh. Is that the hat? Is they have like the hat? shortest off season of all time. Where's no, your hat? no, my hat's a lacrosse. Oh, I like that. Is that the new <laughs> Thank team? You. Uh, no, it's well, it's the league that the new team is. Part okay, of. okay, yeah, the PLL. And then, um, all right, you're, yeah, you're. I know you're a big union guy. I know that. Yep, yep, yep. And um, to my uh, question, the thing we need to get rid of. Yeah. Credit cards, man, because you know why? You can do it on your phone now. We don't need to carry out plastic cards no more. It's true. It's actually a really interesting point. Yeah, it's good. It is a good point. Bam, good yep. stuff, man. As yep. always, my I, friend. All right, thanks, guys. All right, man. It. Take care. Let's get Murray in Mayfair. What's happening, Murray? 
Is this the Dr. Ellis Dental Group? I thought this was a sports station. I didn't know what we're doing. We dental. do it all. It's a, it's a one-stop shop, Murray. Oh, is it? Is it? I have every tooth in my mouth. So I guess that's why I have my wisdom teeth. That's why I have so much sports wisdom. Well, did you? So you have, have you never gotten your wisdom teeth out? No. Wow. Okay. I have every tooth in my mouth. All right. Interesting. Lucky you. I don't have I don't have all the hair on my head, but <laughs> every tooth, you know. I guess you got to make up for there it. There you go. You have great teeth. God gave you great teeth. Follow well, I take care of it. Yes. I go to a periodontist every three months. Excellent. Good information, Mark. Well, you know, got to take care of yourself. Yes. So, what do you want to talk about? You want to get a little trivia, Rob, or uh, do you want to talk about my Dodgers putting uh, the knock fire, on the Dodgers? Fire away, Mark. I'm ready for you. Yeah. Let's go. You're never getting this one. Okay. All right? Yes. Who won the first World Cup? Oh, God. The first World Cup? Um, you heard me. A big event. One of the biggest events. Soccer is definitely not my wheelhouse. But yeah, I'll, but I'll take. A well, what sport is your wheelhouse? We'll save that football, for you. Football, baseball, basketball, hockey. All right. College, Who was football, the last player to wear a helmet in hockey? The Damn, last one? Put on. Uh, Craig McTavish. You got that. You're unbelievable. <laughs> You're the first person that got one of my trivia. I think the last flyer was Brad Marsh. Right. But I think Craig McTavish was the last overall. I'm but, proud of you, Rob. Thank you, Mur. Appreciate and it. And Rob, uh, one of the teams he played for was the Flyers. That's correct. He did. played for the Flyers, the Blues, the Rangers, yep. Edmonton. Yeah, he was a good player. He was a very good player. Yeah. All right. He had that. He had that, that that curly hair, man, that protected him, in case he in case he had any problems. So are you going to answer exactly. the, the first question? All now? right. The first question. Uh, I'm going to go. See, it'd be too obvious, and I haven't looked it up, but you can tell Devin, right? And have I even touched? No, the he has not looked it up. Uh, it'd be too obvious to go like England or somebody like that, or uh, so I'm going to go. France. Can I can I guess? Yes. You I'm gonna go guess. Argentina. You go you go to my favorite sandwich shop. What? You, <laughs> you go to my favorite sandwich shop. You have a connection to my favorite. I do. Sandwich yes, shop. Fink's Hoagies in the Northeast. But right. I didn't mention it. I don't know. Finky and I argue all the time. He hates it when I tell him this. Give me a go, Dodgers. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's wild. understandable. Are what, you going to tell us the correct uh, answer? All right, so to this Devin question? guessed Argentina. I said France. Who is it? Uruguay. Oh, oh wow, we were both wrong. Yeah. Do we have a golfer in the room? Is your producer a golfer? Dan, I've golfed maybe five times in my life. I wouldn't throw, say throw I'm a golfer. Our way. Throw it our way. All right. Who was the first golfer to break sixty? Uh. Ben Hogan. Not a bad guess. Anybody else want to guess? Male or female? Uh, I'm not sure about a female, but uh, it's a male. I'll give you the hint. It's a male. I broke 60 in mini golf last week. Does that count? Yeah, you guys, you got a guess, Dan? <laughs> I do not, no. Right. Uh, I, I would How say- about you, Devin? Do you have a guess? Um, uh, uh, uh... <laughs> Phil Mickelson, the oldest not golfer a bad I guess. know. Not a bad guess. Who is it, Mer? Al Guyberger. Boy, oh boy. What is this? Beat the hammer? I, I, like, I, I would not have gotten Al Guyberger. <laughs> yeah, these are the beat the hammers. Okay. And 
Rob, you hold it over the hammer. You're the only one to get a trivia question I, right. I got McTavish. I, I'm going to stick yeah. to that. I'm gonna, like I'm gonna... I was telling Rob, the hammer comes on, and he says, I'm 200 in this arrogant way. Rob didn't like that I used the word arrogant. I don't know why. Uh, I'm 239 and 38 against all these people. And he's bragging and he's crowing. So I came on and gave him three trivia questions. He got none. Well, hey, look, these are these are tough ones, man. These are. Tough I don't ones. know. I think yeah. they're good ones. Right. No, I think they're good. They're one more for you. Who was the only guy to win a scoring championship in the ABA, the NCAA, and the ABA? That's an easy one. Rick Barry. Exactly. You got two. Wow. All right. That was wow. sweating. <laughs> sweating now. Beat the Ellis. All right. Beat the Ellis. Uh, Beat the bird. Yes. You know, one thing. Yes. You play 162 games and you play a short series. Anybody could beat anybody in a series. Every, wait a minute. Everybody, I believe, in the National League series, every underdog won. Yeah. In Vegas. Every Vegas underdog won. It's been, and and thanks, I appreciate it. It it has been a uh, a wild, wild run uh, with a lot. Think about. Like, how many people had the Diamondbacks making the playoffs even? I mean, let alone getting to a World Series. How many people, and I know Bruce Bochy is is a unbelievable, probably don't talk about him enough, manager, but I don't think people thought had the, had the Rangers going as far Rangers as. Rangers definitely more so than the Diamondbacks. Sure. Like, there might have been, they were expected to make the playoffs. They were expected to be in the divisional race and, yeah. you know, make a run. And with Bochy as manager, definitely not Arizona. Yeah. Like, no one had the Diamondbacks representing the NL in the World Series up until the day they won Game 7, frankly. No, exactly. All you want to hop in. I want to – so I'm going to play again the Harper on extension, and I want to give you a couple other Bryce Harper bites, but this one did not sit well with me. And, again, I really like Bryce Harper, but the fact that you have eight years left on a deal and you're going to be 38-39 when the deal comes to a conclusion – this, this to me, and I, I heard some of this talk last year, and I'm like, really, we're already talking about an extension for this guy. But here is Bryce Harper on a potential extension with the Phillies. I think there's been communication there, um, you know, between you know myself and um, Dave, and also Scott and Dave as well. Um, obviously, I want to be here for a long time, and um, you know, we'll see what happens. All right, I mean, short and sweet there, and he he wasn't going over the top or anything, but there's an acknowledgement there mm-hmm. that this is a thing. But yeah, it is a thing. I just, I'm sorry, man. And and if I'm if I'm Philly's management, actually, you know what, Dan? Give me Dombrowski's response too. So Dave Dombrowski was on a couple of weeks ago with you guys, Devin, you and Joe and John and Rhea and the entire. And it was a great meeting. interview. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. I, I really did. I thought you guys hit him with all the right questions. And what you can also hear in this soundbite is this guy's a pros pro. Mm-hmm. He has answered every question. He knows how to maneuver this thing perfectly. But there's also a little message here as well. Here you go. Should he expect a new deal or not? Well, I would not get into any contract situations publicly. Just never really do that. Um, we'll say of the utmost respect for Bryce, tremendous players, said everything for the our, our club and, and the team and the city. So he's the type of guy you want to have. Um, he's in a situation where you can always desire or want. Anybody can, anything that they would like. Um, we end up making business decisions that sometimes are difficult, but I – I mean, the way one way I would just say it without getting into any particulars is that uh, we're thrilled that he's on board. We, he's, we know he's at Philly for eight more years, and 
um, there's a lot of time to digest things, but it's a situation where um, we're thrilled that he's on board. And um, again, you can desire and want anything you, you would like, but I think it's also the apparent knowing Bryce when he gets to spring training under any circumstances, he's ready to go and you know you're going to get 100% from him in every regard. So any good leader... And any, I, I've read too many of these sort of leadership books, but the the one of the things you're supposed to do, and you you open up with some form of praise, mm-hmm. or you put it more, uh, you know, on you, like how how can I help you? That's that doesn't really, you, you know, apply to this. But I thought Dombrowski, circling back to, hey, you can want whatever you want. Mm-hmm. You know, at the same time praising Bryce, we know what a gamer he is. We love that he's he's all in and all that. But he made it pretty clear, like. Hey, I get it. I want things too, but doesn't mean you're getting it. Right. And it doesn't sound to me like listening to that. This is happening anytime soon, or may not happen. Right. It, to me, I I took away from his answer. This we we love that he wants to be here. We love Bryce Harper. It's not a priority yeah. right now. And like he's he's here for he he kind of laughs too, and he's like, I mean, yeah. he's here for another eight years, <laughs> like. Got got other things to worry about in yeah. the, in the meantime. I think he feels the same. Like he's kind of like, are we really having this discussion? He right. feels equally is, as ridiculous. He thinks yeah. it's equally as ridiculous as we do. He just can't say it as strongly. Yeah. Right, right, and it it is ridiculous. Like what what are we doing here? Why why is and, it necessary? Well, and the, and the more important part of it is he's like Bryce will be ready to go no matter what. Basically saying I don't anticipate he's going to hold out or this will right. change anything. Right. He's right. like he's asking for gravy. We said no, and whatever. We'll move on. Yeah, and I, I again, I, I wouldn't lose sight of this part of it. This could absolutely be Boris and, and Dombrowski are having this conversation where Boris floats, hey, it's not necessarily about the years. It, it, you know, you want to just sweeten the pot a little bit per year, we'd be okay with that too. Like, I, I feel like that hmm. is a big piece of this thing, is just yeah. getting his AAV, you know, average annual value up from what it is now because we've seen guys surpass them, which in and of itself is, is absurd. You signed a 13-year deal. You didn't think that the market was going to pass your guy? Like, come on. This is the stuff that really does bother people, and mm-hmm. I get it why mm-hmm. it does. Because Boris is a forward-thinking guy and, like, theoretically could have anticipated this however many years ago. Like, right. it, it's just – it's greed versus wanting what's best for your client. There's a difference. Mm-hmm. So, and, and again, Bryce has been awesome here. There, there, what's not to, to love with the way that he's delivered for this team? He's been great. He has been willing. Look, he came back, in, in some people's eyes, two months early from major elbow surgery, uh, changed positions, like all of those things. Yes, they, they bode well for his case, like I guess, if you're, if you're trying to litigate this thing. And I'm a huge fan, but this stuff, to me, it's like, nah, man, I'm not with you right. here. I am not with you here. No, it just seems unnecessary, all of it. Yeah. And it sounded like Dave Dombrowski also agreed. Yes, yes. Uh, let's play the window cut here, Dan. So Bryce also, you know, sees the writing on the wall for this team. They've gotten close the last couple of years, but, you know, they haven't been able to finish it off. And the core, I would say, with some exceptions, the core of this group is getting to, like, the middle age of baseball. So here's Bryce on the window. That's the big thing. We've got to win more games and understand that, uh, you know, this is this is a window that we we got to win in. And, uh, you know, our ownership deserves that our fans deserve that uh Dombrowski deserves that as well and we do too so um we got to go out there and play our game and uh, play Philly baseball and you know we'll see what happens yeah and, and like we were talking about I mean the, the the question is can you keep beating the Braves if you get the Dodgers I mean this is really what it comes down to I think this Phillies team is damn good I, I really do mm-hmm. and I, I don't think they had to do a ton in the offseason um but 
frankly, talent-wise, you're, you're third. You're third, in, the, in my opinion, in the National League. Behind and Dodgers I'm, and Braves. Yeah, I'm even putting them ahead of the Diamondbacks who knocked them off. I Frankly, I think that the Phillies just underachieved in that series. So I, I will put, I'd have them third. Would you, would you have them third? Yeah, I just think that last series against the Diamondbacks doesn't sit well with me, and it never will, and I think most Phillies fans will agree on that. But it's also like I'm underwhelmed by the moves that they've made so far this offseason. But then it's, you know, Dan brought up a good point earlier in the show, like their biggest move. What was signing Aaron Nola? It just doesn't feel big. He's already on the team. But a necessary move. And it was necessary. And I I love Aaron Nola. I love a homegrown guy. But, you know, he also didn't play super well at times throughout the postseason. Like, I don't know. There's just part of me that is a little bit like, are we really just going to run it back? We're just going to run it back and hope for a different outcome this time around. And it's really hard for me to to get all in on the Phillies finally making it to the World Series and winning by just running it back with what they had last year that choked. Yeah, and that's fair. And and one of the things they've – Dave Dombrowski with you guys, Devin, and um, Rob Thompson with Howard on Saturday um, made it a point to talk about uh, chase rate. And if you're not familiar with that, that, it's a fancy way of saying, like, you know, we're, we're swinging at bad pitches mm-hmm. far too many times. Mm-hmm. And we know, like, we, we have been drilling this down into our guys all off season. It's something we're emphasizing in the spring. It's something we're going to emphasize all season. We have to be better at that. We can't just, just give outs up like they did, especially in game six and seven. Mm-hmm. And the big I'm glad to hear that, but the big question is, you know, how much of a difference is this going to make? Some guys just kind of sort of are who they are. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be a, I think, a big, a big way for them to get better from what you were just saying, is if they are more disciplined at the plate. I think this team can have a lot more success. Yeah, I mean, and it's every aspect too. So more discipline at the plate. Um, hopefully, bats don't go cold. But also, like the bullpen, I know that they they don't really have a true closer right now going into the season. Um, and look, I'm not saying like, oh, they should have kept Craig Kimbrell because I'm I'm glad to be rid of that. But I. I just feel like they still need maybe a few more pieces to bring in. Um, and, like, starting pitching-wise, I feel like a lot of people forget that they do still have Taiwan Walker, who they're paying a lot of money to. I'm hopeful that he can, you know, be oh, – I'm trying to forget that Be he's a here. bit more productive this year. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of questions going into the season that I guess we'll have to wait and see. I think that one of the other things that David Dombrowski said with you guys was you know, we, we look at thing in things – seasons in thirds, and, you know, we'll – We'll get through the first third and really sort of reevaluate what we need. And then if you have to make a move, make a move. But, yeah, I think there's questions at the yeah. back end of the rotation and, and back end of the bullpen. Well, and health is also a big uh, question. The The Phillies got pretty lucky as far as health goes last season, yeah. right? Like they, they got everyone back by the time the playoffs started. Um, and you just hope that they can continue that. Like you look at the Eagles in 2022, they were remarkably healthy. And then you look at this past season, not saying – that uh, injuries were the reason for everything that went down with the Eagles, but certainly didn't help. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and I think that's why the the Whit Merrifield deal is a really good deal for them because what he does is he gives you insurance on two fronts. One, if Rojas, Pache, Marsh just aren't up to it, mm-hmm. he's a guy you can plug in. Right. Two, somebody's going to get hurt over the course of 162 games. One of these guys. I, I mean, it does. It could be any of the above. Somebody else, you can fill him in in the outfield. You can fill him in in the infield in most spots. I think he said himself, I, I can play anywhere but catcher and you know pitcher, whatever. But you can you can put him in a lot of different places. Mm-hmm. So 
it's a really smart move that good organizations make bringing somebody like that in. It was a good move. Yeah. And it's not as flashy as some of the other stuff, mm-hmm. but it's I liked your uh your tweet about it last night. It, that oh. <laughs> <laughs> It's a, a Philly name that we are not going to get right. There's not so many wits around here. Yeah, like, why do you say oh, Whitfield? Everyone's going to condense it to Whitfield. He became Whitfield yesterday. Yeah, Whit Merrifield became Whitfield. Yeah. <laughs> They but, think that's the whole name, Whitfield? Whitfield. Yeah. Nice. I had like four callers call me up and say, I'm, I'm really excited about the Whitfield move. I'm like, all right, it's <laughs> yeah, good. My all-time favorite, and it be, no one will ever, like at this point, if you don't get Nick Castellanos' name right, like you just oh, never will. Castellanos. The Castellanos, Castellinos. Yes. Like, it's, it's funny to me at this point when you, people get his name wrong. We are perhaps more than any other fan base, the kings of this. Oh, of, yeah. Of straight butchering names. I yeah. tweeted at you last night that I want them to sign Emmanuel Classe so that everyone can call him Emmanuel Clace. Yes. Clace. <laughs> there is not a chance that this fan base will get a no. Hispanic name correct. No Absolutely shot. What well, the Like, Pat Burrell, literally still calling him Burrell, some people. <laughs> we know it's Burrell. He, it was 25 years ago. And we're still calling him people Burrell. People are just stuck in their ways. Alshon yeah. Jeffries, plural. Jeffries, plural. Oh, God. Yes. Uh, Devonta, Devante, yes. Smith. Chase Daniels, who was here for a cup of coffee. It's Daniel. Yes. <laughs> I mean that one. That one screws with your head because Daniel. Yeah. So, as a Daniel myself, it's a first name. Yeah. Like Daniels is a last name. I can yeah. forgive that one. That one's not egregious. Daniels, Daniel. You and he wasn't. I mean? He wasn't prominent enough to no. really learn his name. But uh, Lynn, Lynn Dross, Lynn Dross, Lynn Dross. There's that whole thing. I mean, there's there's been a list lot. goes on. Yeah. On, on and on and on. Yeah. <laughs> So, but that is, I'm telling you guys, you will get it. You're going to be like, Whitfield? Uh, yeah. Starting at second base today, Whitfield. <laughs> but you're right. There's certain names, like, you don't hear a lot of wits in the Northeast. No, I don't think I've ever known a wit. I haven't either. No. You don't need wits? No. I think if you're, I don't actually know where he is, where he's from off the top of my head, but I think if you're named wit, you're just automatically from, from the like, the south or the Midwest well, or something. Well, other, that or. Jim Bob. You know, you're automatically from Alabama yeah, if you your name is Jim from, Bob. Like you're yeah. not from the Bronx if if you're named Jim Bob. But I also think, because for a man, wit can like I know someone who's named Whitney and he's from like Canada or like Buffalo, New York, like uh, that section. I feel okay. like could be he's from North Carolina, Whitney. which is the South. Yeah, yeah, that's where that's where Whit Merrifield. Is. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Whit Merrifield sounds like a very like Whit Merrifield. Yeah, he sounds like a, no, he, he a, went to South Carolina. He, correct. There, there's right. no one like if your name's Whit, you weren't born. You didn't go to Temple. No, you didn't go to Temple. <laughs> you weren't born in the Northeast. You didn't. You didn't go to the Jersey Shore not growing up. Not a lot up. of Delco wits. Not a lot of Delco. Trust wits. me, there's not a lot of wits in Delco. Period. <laughs> but uh, is this thing yeah, on? Yeah, there you go. No, but um. And I can say that because I'm from Delco, people. Calm down <laughs> before everybody starts going Tom nuts. Kelly's on line one. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, no, but I, there's that, and then there's the what you don't hear anymore. Like, there's certain names. Uh, like, you don't hear a lot of newborn baby girls being named Ethel. <laughs> no. What, not I mean? not no. since 1930. That's you what know. <laughs> It doesn't happen anymore. Right? Yeah. I mean, the thought of it Ruth, is kind of hilarious. Ruth. When was the last time you met a Ruth? Not a lot of not a lot of that. Not a lot of Ruths, no. 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 I, I I would say and like there's not to get into this too deep, but if you're if your birth name is Richard, you're going by Richard Rick these days. Would we agree? Oh god. Not yeah. the other this alternative. has been like a common uh, discussion yeah. on the Well, Jody show, Mack but... won a line yeah. of the year for this. For the nickname Dick. Like how, how he said if your name was go from Richard to he Dick. said if your name was Rich or Richard why would you accept Dick? <laughs> that was the line of the year on the morning okay. show. It yeah. was.
So anyway, we're talking yes. about the name. Yes, the name. just the name, the name just the name. But but anyway, that you don't you don't hear a lot. Like I'm trying to. What are some other male? You know, what would be the equivalent of Ethel? Um, well, we looked it up one week on Saturday. Apparently, the name Glenn has dropped out of the top 1,000. Really? Which, come to think of it, I didn't know any Glens. Yeah, like, Glenn doesn't seem like, like, imagine having a baby and it, being like, this is baby Glenn. It doesn't sound <laughs> It doesn't sound as ancient as Ruth or Ethel, because I think you automatically grew up in the Roaring Twenties, if that's your name. But yeah. Glenn, like, I don't, I don't I didn't know any Glens. Yeah, I, don't think I, I don't think I know a Glenn. Ooh, let me think. I mean, other than Mac. Other than Mac, no. You have any other? Anyone know any other Glens? No, I don't think so. I don't. I don't. Yeah. Glenn Rivers. I, I mean. Oh the, the, God. But are there any like if athletes? There's any reason to never name a kid Glenn. Glenn, but like, there are no athletes today. Glenn, Glenn Robinson the third. Glenn Robinson was the only. But yeah. the third, he was named after someone. His dad. Yeah. His dad. But like, are there any like uh, uniquely named Glens in the sports world? I can't. Not really. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good point. All right, I, I wouldn't have thought Glenn, but you're right. Uh, that that is a kind of phased out. Yes, but now I can't think of any like older male names. Male names, like for female, it's a, it's easy, like Ruth, Ethel, Esther. Ingrid, Esther. Like I can't think of a, a male name aside. Like Glenn is a good one. Like what what else is there? For, you know, well, like, okay, Patty so, for women. Well, so the number one name I looked up the number one name in the 1930s in America was actually Robert. Yes. So. Yes, yeah, I feel like men have the like it's have the names constant, that serve like, the test of time more so Robert, than women. Robert, John, James, Joe, Richard. Yeah. The like top they, the top five women names in, 19, in the thirties were Mary, Betty, Barbara, Shirley, and Patricia. Not a lot of Shirleys. <laughs> not a lot of Bettys. No. Yeah. Yeah, women names. I guess I never really thought about it, but just tend to cycle more. Like we, it's yeah. become a lot of like Caitlin. You know, like we we've we've moved Taylor. But yeah. even but even there are new guy names. Like how many Aidens were there? You know, Austin, yeah. Aiden. Yes, a lot of the A's. Brock. Brock. I don't know why that name just came Brandon. Brandon feels newer, newish. Yeah. That's, all right. All right. <laughs> we could we could run down the names. Where's Jimmy Kemsky? Speaking of names. Speak James. Uh, <laughs> James it, Kemsky. It is 8 o'clock, uh, and you're listening to 94 WIP HD1 Philadelphia Live from the Tasty Cake Studios. I am Rob Ellis. In for Joe DeCamera, John Ritchie, Rhea Hughes, James Seltzer. Devin is not in for anybody. Devin is herself uh, <laughs> part of the morning show. So Devin is hanging out. We're going to talk to Jimmy Kemsky from Philly Voice momentarily, 930. Looking forward to this, talking to Alex Coffey. She's down in Clearwater. They, get, they got rained out yesterday. It was a mess, but they're back on the field, I see, today. A little cloudy, but it looks like a, a, a nice day there, all things considered, uh, in Clearwater. So we'll talk to her in a little bit. Time for the Twitter poll question of the day, sponsored by Armin Chevrolet. It's truck season at Armin. Available 2.9% financing for up to 72 months on all new light duty Armin Silverados. Together, let's drive ArminChevrolet.com. All right, so let's go with the uh, the question that we have. See where we are here, Devin. Hmm. The question is what are you most looking forward to in Philadelphia sports? Eagles free agency, Philly season, Joel Embiid return, Flyers second half uh, are the options. So I think we've covered all the gamuts uh, there, or the gamut, if you will, uh, mm-hmm. of, of what's out there. And you're still cold. I know that, too. I am still cold. It's freezing I in here. I turned it up during the break. No, it feels like it got colder somehow. Uh, all right, so we got to take care of that as well. It's, there's like a breeze coming in. Can there you is feel a breeze. That? There's, like a, there's right here, Yeah, some, there's a drift. Something happening. In here. Is that window open? Does somebody open the window? Or we, can we jump out? these windows no. do. <laughs> all right, I'm kidding. All right, so joining us right now does an awesome job covering the birds for Philly Voice. 
Uh, that would be the one and only. Uh, there we go. Jimmy Kemsky. Jimmy, what's going on, my man? Would you forget who, uh, who was coming on there for No, a I knew you were on. My mouse wasn't <laughs> working. I'm, see, Jimmy, I am a creature of habit, and I'm totally thrown off. You know why? Because I had to move over one seat in the studio because the, the computer's not work. I'm a nut, man. I'm like Rain Man. You know what I mean? I, okay. I need my things. I need my Judge Wapner and all the other stuff at the same time. Uh, Jim, so much to get to, man. But let, let's start with the most pressing, I think, issue among Eagles fans is Hassan Reddick and where this thing plays out. Like, Devin and I were talking earlier, and, you know, some people view this as a rebuild. I think that's absurd, you know, when you're when you're talking about a, a, a quarterback who's making $250 million, a coach who's still here, blah, blah, blah. Like, and you would be a, subtracting, arguably, the best player on the defensive side of the ball. Where do you think stand – things stand with this and what would you do if you were the Eagles with Hassan Reddick? Yeah, I mean, they have good players obviously still and you look at the landscape of the NFC and the 49ers are obviously very good. They're going to lose players this offseason. Dallas just kind of always is what it is. <laughs> you know, they, they can compete next yeah. year. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see what they do this offseason, but I'm with you. They're certainly not going to you know, tear anything down, rebuild or anything like that. Um, as far as Reddick goes, He's been underpaid for the last two years. They got one hell of a bargain when they signed him yeah. two years ago, and then obviously he had the amazing season in 2022. And for my money, he was the uh, he was the NFL Defensive Player of the Year wow. in 2022. If you're including the playoffs, because he had that run at the end of the season, he had the run during the playoffs. He had the huge game against the Giants. He had the monster game against the 49ers when he knocked out Brock Purdy, and you know made another made a bunch of other you know huge plays in that game. You know, last year's numbers were down significantly, in my opinion. He still had double-digit sacks for the fourth time in four years. He's, uh, like, no question about it, he is a very, very valuable player. So, you know, if you're going to trade him for something, uh, it's because he wants a lot of money. And, you know, he's the 16th or 17th, maybe even 18th, something like that, uh, highest-paid uh, edge rusher mm. in the NFL. Which you know, it's, it's really, not, it's that low. Jeez. Yeah. So obviously, that is not um, you know commensurate with the production that he's given the Eagles over the last two years. So he wants to get paid. He even got asked you know, during training camp this past uh, summer, point blank, "Are you underpaid?" And you know, he can come out and just say, "Yeah," but he said, "You know, I think we can all see, you know, like my production." I thought he handled it well, actually, underpaid. Jim. What's that? I thought he handled it well. He did, for sure. But, I mean, I, he he also indicated that he knew full well that his pay is not commensurate with his production. So he wants more money, and he wants to play in Philadelphia. He's from here. He's from Camden. He went to Temple, obviously, as we all know. And, uh, you know, I think he wants to play here, and but he wants to play here and, and make more money. And, you know, I don't know if the Eagles want to give him more money. I mean, we'll see. But, um, you know, it, it's, it's kind of interesting how that report was – sort of uh, put out and then his reaction to it saying that he didn't want to be traded. So, you know, you kind of start thinking about where that, re you know, where, where's that source coming from? Uh, but yeah, it's, it's kind of an interesting situation. If they do trade him, they have to get something really good in return for him. Cause like I said, he's a very valuable player. Um, yeah, Jimmy, I know that this off season, of course, defense is going to be what a lot of the focus is, is with, you know, bringing in new players, drafting players, but there are a few free agents coming up on the offensive side. You know, you got Quez Watkins, DeAndre Swift. Where do you think the Eagles' priorities lie, and where do you think they should be in terms of offensive players and, you know, keeping guys like DeAndre Swift? 
Yeah, I think that when you look at the way that the Eagles build their roster, they build for long term in the draft and they address the most what they deem to be the most important positions there. So quarterback, obviously, and then beyond that, you know, offensive line, specifically offensive tackle, even in the interior, they, they really prioritize that as well. And then edge rushers, um, you know, interior defensive linemen, and then somewhat to a lesser degree, receivers and cornerbacks. That's where you're going to see them taken in the draft. Free agency, they're looking to fill those, what they deem to be lesser positions with sort of competent players so that they don't have to reach for guys uh, in the draft. And that includes positions like running back and linebacker and safety. So, you know, we'll see what they do this offseason, but I think in free agency, you're going to see those positions addressed. Cornerback, or excuse me, not cornerback, safety, linebacker, receiver. As you mentioned, Quez, Julio Jones, Alameda Zacchaeus, all free agents coming up. I don't think any, any of the three are coming back for various reasons. Uh, at safety, they, they have to bring in another guy because the Sidney Brown tours ACL. At the end of the year, I don't know if they'll just sign a Band-Aid veteran or if they'll actually address the position, like, you know, with a guy that actually has some skill and upside as opposed to, you know, a guy that might be on the downside of his career, which they've kind of tried to do at safety and linebacker over the last few years. And then, obviously, at linebacker, they're going to have to do something there because the linebacker play was just atrocious in 2023, and they can't keep – I mean, you look at what the 49ers did to them. You look at what the Dallas Cowboys did to them. Teams are going to, they're going to expose you if you have an obvious significant weakness on your defense, whether that's a spot that you deem important or not. So they have to do something more at linebacker than what they did this offseason. And I don't think they can put all their eggs in the Kobe Dean basket like they did last year. And I don't think that, you know, Dean slash Zach Cunningham is like a legitimate plan if that's what it is, you know, heading into this offseason. They have to bring in a, a better linebacker and, 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 you know, help that group. So when it comes to linebacker, do you think that I, – I totally agree with you. I think most Eagles fans would. But do you think that Howie Roseman would agree with you? Because I know that he's come out and said, you know, after the season kind of in defense of Cunningham's <laughs> yeah. play, of, of uh, N'Kobe Dean. Like, do you think that they realistically will actually make a move or a change at linebacker? It's weird that he got into that too because he was asked a question about the defensive line. And, you know, it was really more about the, the underperformance of the defensive line and, you know, whether he felt that the prioritization of, I guess, um, you know, the, the positional value or whatever would change this offseason, you know, given that the defensive line underperformed. And then he really, like, honed in on the linebacker position where he, you know, sung the Kobe Dean's praises for a little while, and then he kind of transitioned into how well Zach Cunningham played so, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if he was just sort of uh, setting expectations on what their offseason plan would be at linebacker. But we've seen them over the course of the last decade, I mean, for as long as I can remember, really, just undervalue that position. So I don't know that things are going to change just because they were atrocious mm. in 2023. They've been atrocious in plenty of other seasons as well at linebacker. And, you know, that, that formula sort of hasn't changed that position. So, you know, I don't, I don't know that, um, you know, they're going to – they're certainly not going to make a big, splashy free agent acquisition, I don't think. And I don't think they're going to spend, like, a first-round pick, obviously, on a, on a linebacker since they've never done it. They haven't done it since, you know, the 70s. So, like, I don't, I don't really see that changing a whole lot. 
But they have to do more than what they did last season, no question about it. All right, you're speaking with Jimmy Kemsky, Philly Voice. Jim, let me ask you, and, and you know, Chris Sims doing Chris Sims things, uh, you know, and, and the other day talked about how uh, Jalen Hurts is the most overrated player, in, you know, in football. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah, of course <laughs> okay. he did. Uh, he's, he's, you know, Skip Bayless Jr. But nonetheless, um, let me ask you about him. I mean, where do you fall on this? Is he overrated to an extent? Is there a lot of work to be done? Or is it just a little bit of a tweak when it comes to Jalen, uh, considering all things that went down last year, you know, coaches being fired, et cetera? I don't think anyone's really, you know, overhyping Jalen Hurts right now. Like, obviously, he had an amazing season in 2022, uh, coming off, you know, a season. You know, 2021, he kind of came into that season, the first year as, as, you know, him being the full-time starter, came into that season with, all right, let's see what you got, kind of, kind of a tryout. And he did well enough where they didn't go, you know, full on going after a, a different quarterback. They did try to trade for Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson. Didn't didn't work out. Uh, he wound up being their quarterback in 2022. We all saw what happened. Like, took him to the Super Bowl. Was arguably the best player on the field in that game with Patrick Mahomes on the field as well. And then, you know, expectations were obviously raised with his performance. And, of course, the contract, that the huge $50 million a year contract that came with it, and a lot of things went wrong with the Eagles in 2023. Uh, you know, you can blame the offensive scheme, and I think that's fair. I think you can blame play calling to some extent, and that's fair. But Jalen Hurts has to shoulder a lot of that blame, too, because, you know, I just didn't see the progression that we saw from 2021 to 2022. And, I mean, really what we did see was regression mm-hmm. from him, you know, the, the way that he sort of saw the field and the way that, um, you know, his accuracy, I, I don't think, was as good as it was in 2022. I think that when, you know, obviously when opposing defenses, they got into a groove late in the season against the Eagles, just blitzing the hell out of them. And the Eagles and Hurts, you know, the scheme, the play calling, and Hurts just as a player didn't handle any of that really well. So he's got a lot to prove in 2024. You know, nothing's going to happen there, obviously, for a while. Like, they're married. The, Jalen Hurts and the Eagles are married the foreseeable future. So nothing's going to happen there, obviously, but yeah, I think, I think he's got to bounce back in a big way in, in 2024. And I don't know that overrated is, is sort of like the way I put it, because I don't see anyone out there calling him the top 10 quarter or the top five quarterback like they were a year ago. But, you know, so I don't know who cares what Chris Sims has to say, but like, <laughs> you know, obviously Jalen Hurts has to be better in 2024 than he was last year. Well, and I want to get your opinion on that. Jimmy is one of uh, my final questions here for you. Like, what are your realistic expectations for Jalen Hurts and the Eagles? I know it's early in the offseason, um, but just heading into next season, I feel like expectations were so high for the team. It was basically Super Bowl or bust in the 2023 season. So obviously we're super let down with that. You know, can fans get excited about this team going into next season? And, you know, we talked about how it's not going to be a rebuild year likely, but um, – where are your realistic expectations set for this team moving forward? I mean, he's put, he's in a situation still where there's no reason he shouldn't excel. He's got, you know, one of the best, if not the best, one-two wide receiver combination in the NFL. Got a really good tight end in Dallas Goddard. Even if Jason Kelsey retires, he's still going to have you know, one of the best offensive lines in the NFL playing in front of him. Uh, we'll see what they do at running back. But, you know, I mean, he's set up to – have a good season with the personnel that he has around him. And then, you know, I think the, the hiring of Kellen Moore is going to help, you know, bring new concepts, you know, legit big boy concepts <laughs> to this offense. 
where, you know, they're, they're going to do more stuff with motion, I imagine, uh, which, you know, was almost completely absent from, from their offense over the last few years under, under Nick Sirianni and Brian Johnson and whoever else. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, the new ideas, the fresh ideas, as they put it, uh, will help him you know, sort of – maybe not mask, but teams have, have gotten a handle on what the Eagles want to do, and they figured out how to stop it. So I think that, you know, a, a new face – new coordinator will help him and the offense be a little more unpredictable. So that'll help. But yeah, I mean, he's got the talent. He's obviously, he made plays with his legs. Didn't see him as being as fresh with his legs as he was in you know 2021 and 2022, but he can make plays with his legs. He made plays with his, with his arm. I think he's still a top 10 quarterback. So, you know, we'll see how that goes. Jimmy, last one for me. And you just kind of touched on it a little bit here. Um, in your opinion, were both the coordinators just completely over their head? I mean, or is there is it deeper than that? You know, is there a, a big Nick factor in here? Like, like what happened, man? I, I think everybody's sort of searching for answers. I think Desai was maybe a little in over his head. Uh, Patricia certainly should not have been. Like, I don't oh. know how you look at Matt Patricia and go, yeah, let's make a – I bet neither of make, them have been hired by anybody yet, right? Let's – make a switch when we're 10 and three yeah and let's do it with that guy i, I it just blows my mind i but they did it at the time and then you know in hindsight obviously it, it, it all went horribly so yeah i mean the defensive side of the ball just it didn't work out I, I, a little more gray area on the offensive side of the ball because again it's nick sirianni's offense and you know brian johnson's just kind of picking you know picking entrees off the menu mm-hmm. and you know, we don't know exactly how much Nick sort of inserted his uh, authority in game on what he wanted called in certain situations. So, you know, it's maybe a little unfair that Brian Johnson got just kind of yeah thrown under the bus, out of here unceremoniously. But again, there's a lot of gray area there in terms of who was actually responsible for what, but. You know, I do think they needed a change on that side of the ball, and, and, and I think they did the right thing in replacing him with, with another guy. But, um, yeah, it's, it's maybe not all Brian Johnson, and, and certainly Nick Sirianni had his hands on, on the offensive failings in 2023 as well. All right, you got links to all of his work at Jimmy Kemsky on Twitter. You can follow him uh, as well, phillyvoice.com has all of his work. He's got his, you know, three free agents. It might make sense for the Eagles uh, version 1.0. How many versions are we going to get to, Jim? I'm thinking like seven. <laughs> what, what are we at? No, I'm not that bad. You're not Mel uh, Kiper? Okay. No, I'll do like three oh. probably. So I'll get to like nine guys. Okay. I'll usually hit on a few here when I do them. Fair enough. Jim, always appreciate some time, man. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Appreciate All right, it. Take care. That is Jimmy Kebsky from Philly Voice. All right, we'll step aside. We'll come back, continue to get your reaction on everything from Harper one inning an extension. Chris Sims calling uh, Jalen Hurts the most overrated player in football. A bunch of other stuff aside, we got a couple good sides here for you. The outdated traditions, uh, not only in sports, but in the world. And I want to dip into something else. Oh, boy. Most people have three-day weekends. Mm -hmm. A a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Regular civilians uh, have three-day weekend uh, this weekend. Uh, I want to tie that into something in the simple pleasures in life. So we'll talk about that as well. Uh, when we get back, Devin Caney, Rob Ellis, WIP Sports Time is 817. And I think it's going to be a long, long time. The touchdown brings me 
Evan, here's your song. This is this is Rocket Man, uh, yeah. not to be confused with Crocodile Rock. <laughs> that was that was a pretty big swing of this. Crocodile yeah, was, Rock and Rocket Man. Although there bad. is a rock in both. So thank you. I think that's what got me. I heard him say rock, and I was like, oh, Rocket Man. So sorry. That's a stretch. Sorry. See, I'm too nice. Like you, they would have hammered you. Like, like Joe and John. Oh my god, it would have been like replayed ten times by now. Yes. Yeah. Dan, are you doing the morning show at all this week? No, I'll submit it to James uh, for drop uh, of no, the week. No, please yeah. don't. Please don't. Please don't. <laughs> you knew exactly where I was going. <laughs> somehow I, ha- I, I think, have sources within the morning show. Yeah. Somehow I think we may hear that again. I, I'm just saying. I don't know. We. You never know. You never know what could happen. Maybe on Wednesday or Friday. I'm just saying. Oh, God. And that's when you'll be on this week, correct? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. We'll be on, and I'm sure it will come back up. So thank <laughs> yes. you. I'm just teasing. All right. Um, so mentioned before the break, three-day weekend for a lot of folks. And if you're just waking up, uh, Rob Ellis in for Joe, John, and the crew. Devin hanging with us until 10 o'clock. Dan Wilson producing the program. Appreciate you uh, joining us. So if you do have a three-day weekend, awesome. Good for you. Um it, it, it's I would think that that's something that that normal people would really appreciate. It, it's it, but for us, we view it as a, a totally different way. Like, man, that would be so cool to have that. But we just don't have it. <laughs> it's such a foreign concept. We're like, wow, what's yeah. that like? But it's a simple pleasure in life for some where it others is. it would it's be a, great. A nice, a, yeah. a rare three day weekend. You know, this time of year can be pretty bleak. I think, you know, I agree. It's the, the weather. It's tough. Well, January's the toughest, but then February's still, you know, yeah. pretty tough. It's it's cold. NFL season's over. There's All Star break. At least January you have football. February, right, February you don't. February after Super Bowl. the Super Bowl like happens is the worst sports month. It's the worst weather month. Like yeah. just everything sucks pretty much until like spring training really gets yeah. going in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. I, th- I think March is when you start to turn the page because you're sort of. You're feeling spring a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you do have spring training and all that, which, which I think helps. March Madness helps, certainly. You know, you're that's when you start to turn the corner if you're in the winter doldrums. Yeah. But, but again, still weather-wise, you don't know. March and April are mixed bags, man, in this this part of the country. 70 degrees followed by 30 degrees. Yeah. You, don't, you don't know what you're getting. Yeah, you it's don't. why uh, I don't like March either. January, February, March, just three worst months of the year. Wow. I know people like March, but I don't like it. It just reminds me of, like, my Brown. birthday's in March, so oh, I'm, a little, I'm a little partial to March. <laughs> That's all right. You hate March. When's That's your okay. I, March 10th. Thank you. Okay. Uh, I, I like March. It's, go it's, fund me. Uh, it's spring coming back. You usually get at least some glimpse of yeah. warm. But I, I, I feel like it's always a fake out. So it'll be like 70 degrees one day, and then it's like 30 degrees and snowing the next totally. in March. And you never, it's like you think it's spring, and then it gets taken away by Mother Nature, and you're like, oh, it's Mother Nature's so version nice. of when you're texting someone, you see the three dots, and then it goes and away. And it goes away. And, and you get no response. Yes. That, exactly. That's Mother Nature's version of that. But as a self-avowed hot hater, you you still like that it's chilly. <laughs> I mean, you are anti-heat. I am anti-heat. Anti-shorts. I'm not anti-shorts. Mm. I just think, well, I think that winter and fall fashion is better. Okay. Like, aren't you comfier in a hoodie and jeans right now I'd than much you rather would be, be in, in like a t-shirt? No. I'd rather no? not. Well, in this freezing studio, yes, I am. <laughs> okay. I, Wasn't I, it this show that debated when it's appropriate to wear hard pants versus soft pants? Yep. Yep. Like it's hard pants season. It is hard pants season. Yeah, and hard pants are uncomfortable, but soft pants are great. So. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, so I'm going to avoid that. All right. So um, 
it, it just got it got me to thinking. Yeah, you, how, do, you, how did we get from three I, day I week? I have no idea. To hard pants. The simple pleasures in life: <laughs> wearing soft pants. Oh, because it's three day weekend. You need it's so bleak this time of year. Yeah, you know people need it's a nice some, simple need pleasure. A, need a little break. All right, what need would, a little pleasure. So would that be your simple pleasure? The three day weekend? Oh no, because we don't get a three day weekend. True. Here. What would yours be? Um, mine would be. I love having a nice glass of wine at the end of the day. That's a good one. You know, before before I start making dinner, just get home, feed my dog, pour a glass of red, relax. Oh. All right, now here's the question: When you do the morning show, mm-hmm. are we are we dipping into the red at like ten fifteen when you get home? <laughs> is that, is no. that a little too early? That's a little too early. Uh, I will okay. say it, the morning show makes makes the five o'clock somewhere come up probably by like four p.m. Yeah, that's where Fridays. you're like it's noon somewhere, right? Yeah, yes. yeah. But yeah, no, ten's a little early. Okay, I try to hold off. Dan, how about you? What's a simple pleasure yeah, in life? I was going to go weather again. I think. Going to that March thing, that first shorts day of the year yeah. is awesome. I'll tell Devin that. I know, I know. Yeah, but I don't that, know why I hate it. That first shorts day. I, I, I remember playing baseball in high school once you got that first day where you didn't have to bundle oh. up. Oh, that, you, know, you can actually hit a ball and it doesn't hurt your that, hands. That first week of practice, it did not it's matter. Painful. You could have had a warm February. That March 1st practice, Shaking automatically out. 25 degrees every single I year. Agree with and you. then a week or two in, you got like a 55, 60-degree day where you're wearing long sleeves and shorts. Awesome. Totally. I think when it, when you have like that random warm day or like the first warm day of the year, it always feels so unnatural because you haven't worn shorts or a yeah, t-shirt in so long. Yeah. So I think that's why I don't like it. And also when it comes to spring sports, uh, growing up, rowing crew was my main sport. Yeah. And it kind of started, it was really hard in the early springs. That was when we were like training. So I also think that's still ingrained in my mind. Yeah. And I associate that with like March and I hate it. I get it. But yeah, the thing with baseball was like, if you don't, in that kind of cold, if you don't hit it on the sweet spot, you are in so much pain. Your hands are killing. If you hit it off the end of the bat. It, it's the worst feeling in the world in the cold. Yeah. And that first game of the year was always freezing. Yes. And you hit it and you yell some expletive just to try and offset the pain because right. it's awful. And the problem is, like you're unlike other sports, you're not moving. Like at least with crew, you're you're constantly moving, right? Mm-hmm. With baseball, there is a lot of standing still, man, and you could freeze. Yeah. yeah it's but on the other side of things, I always feel bad for baseball players when it's like 105 degrees out and yeah. they're in their their pants. Like those uniforms are are heavy. The, the dog days of are, summer. Are they soft yeah. pants or are they hard pants? That's a really good question. <laughs> Wow, baseball Those pants are, are like pants. A, in between. They're it, but like they're not like sweatpants. I never heard of this term until you introduced it. Hard <laughs> pants. I mean, it does make pants. sense, like how flexible your pants are, right? Okay. And baseball pants are like a in between, hmm. I suppose. They're in between. We need pants. to get them like Lululemons. Is that what, is that what you're saying? Yeah, maybe. All right, some joggers like George Costanza getting yes. out of the, uh, yeah. the right guy. No, I so I think we appreciate that first short stay of the year so much more living in the Northeast. I agree. Like if you. People California, you're like whatever. Florida and California, like yeah. they don't have seasons. No. Like yeah. you, you don't appreciate a nice day because you have it all the time. No, it's true. true. It's true. All right, so I, here's mine. I like a nice hot shower. Mm. Like I can love a hot shower. Think I can I can just chill for a minute. And I, I used to drive. My dad would go nuts because I would take long showers. What are you doing? You can run up. You're the wasting bills. the water bill. Yeah, he would lose his mind. But I, like, you need sometimes you got to just chill in there. So mm-hmm. I'm going with a nice warm. You go like shower. scalding hot water. I do like it really hot. Okay. Yeah, you, I do too. You would hate it. What? No, I do. Oh, I that's like okay. really hot water. Yeah. But I feel like men are typically like they they think that women shower with really hot like no they like more tepid water. 
Hell no. I can't do the cold thing. Like, I, I know. No, way. and people who say that it's, uh, they claim that it's healthier to do cold showers. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. What's the, the Costanza line? They're for psychotics. My buddy yeah. has. I mean, they are. My buddy has a cold tub that he, he has yeah, no. outside mm-hmm. of his house, and he, he jumps in it every day. And he raves about it, but I, I can't do it, man. So, dumb question. Raves about, like, what? It's, what, it's what really it good in Muscles? terms of it, it helps your joints. Okay. It, it, it is. Uh, it helps with any kind of infl- It's anti-inflammation. It, okay. it, it it actually like cleans out your your not cleans out your system. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it helps. It's good for the soul. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> like a, like an cleanses your aura. You, yes. you know what I'm saying. You guys know what I'm saying. The more I talk, the more I'm going to get myself in trouble with this. One. But anyway, he he raves about it. But I'm like, dude, not for me. Not for me. Yeah. Whatever works. No. Ugh. All right. Sounds anyway. Painful. Oh, by the way, speaking of, I brought this up yesterday. And I'll jump back to the to the Phillies and the Eagles here. And I want to play that Rick Pitino cut for you guys uh, as well. But I, I, I've been attempting to watch True Detective Season 4 mm-hmm. with Jodie Foster. Yeah. And, and they're, they're, I've been watching it. I hate it. I think it stinks. Okay. Okay. I've watched, so... I watched four episodes and I'm done. I'm is out. that all that's been out so far? Well, I don't know, but I, I I almost forced myself to go through three and four. It stinks. So it started out really promising. Like I was excited because I haven't loved True Detective since season one. Season was one's amazing. off the charts, and I season two was terrible to me. Season three, I never I was got so into. bummed at season two because my guy from Friday Night Lights was in it, and it just stunk. Yeah, and it just didn't really pan yep. out. Um, and I was hopeful because season four, I felt like was probably the it seemed the most similar to season one, just yeah. in like the eerie yeah. like. And, and Jodie cool, Foster's like, nice usually country. awesome. Yeah, and I will say I don't hate it, but as the episodes go on, I'm like, mm, I don't know if I like this that much. Like it's just I not, don't like anybody. I'm not yeah. trying to like ruin it for anyone. I just it, it it's not doing it for me. Yeah, it's and I I'm having trouble like keeping track of the different characters and like what's going on and yeah yeah I I agree I don't hate it as much as season two or season three. Okay. I will say that. Right. But it's not – it's definitely disappointed. I'm bummed. I am yeah. bummed. All right, I want to play this for you. Now, we don't do a lot of college basketball, but usually coaches will just blow smoke and, hey, you know, we, we, we great effort even though we came up a little bit small and we're going to get them next time and blah, blah, blah. Rick Pitino, who was the head coach at St. John's, kind of went the opposite route here. So his team lost yet again, and they're, they're free-falling a little bit here. They lost to Seton Hall. Here's what he had to say about his players after the game. We are so non-athletic that we can't guard anybody without fouling. It's been that way the year, but we came out in the second half and we knew they would come after us, but you have to move the ball. and We just took four minutes of rush shots. I think they're unathletic. I don't think they move well laterally. I don't think they're going to pick it up in the next week. Uh, I think they're slow laterally. I mean, Sean Conway gives you everything he can. He's slow laterally. About five guys are slow laterally. Even even the Celtics when we lost, I've enjoyed every minute being a Boston Celtic coach. Didn't like the fact that we lost in that following year, but this has been the most unenjoyable experience I've had. Wow. <laughs> I know. I'm wow. pumped up to play for that guy. Woo! Let's go. <laughs> the most unenjoyable experience I I've had. I need that as like a drop. This has been the most unenjoyable experience. This is I've like had. some. This is like some Bob Bobby Knight stuff. It's like you guys suck. You can't play for me. <laughs> like you got. You guys will never amount to anything. Like you try and light a fire under them. Right. Or here's what he's doing. Hey, you guys want to jump in the transfer portal? See ya. See ya. Go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, we'll bring somebody in who's athletic who can move laterally, unlike you guys. That was. 
That was cold. That was very cold. That was, that was cold. Tough. Love the uh, honesty, though. He was very you know? blunt. Uh, the, 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 yeah, it's the, kind of refreshing, right? To hear, look, they're not St. John's isn't you know my team at all, but uh, as an outsider listening to that, it's kind of refreshing to hear a coach tell it like it is. Versus like, oh man, you know we got to just like work on transition and and, and get our <laughs> lateral moves down, Pat, and, and we'll be fine. Well, I thought all like, lies. Well, the one thing, like he can, if you do that, at least you're breaking down like. You know, it's the, 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 the X's and the O's to an extent or whatever. When he went, this is the least enjoyable experience. This is the least I've had. enjoyable experience. <laughs> like, whoa, okay. You uh, good? <laughs> you chose this, coach, by the way. Um, all right. So we were discussing this a little bit earlier, and the Bryce Harper extension and, and, the, and the two main, you know, themes here have been uh, also the Jalen Hurts and Chris Sims that he's overrated. But I, I do want to also get it back to the Sixers that we were discussing earlier, too. Mm-hmm. Because. And again, 215-592-9494 if you want to hop in. I know right now it looks incredibly bleak. They haven't been able to get, been able to get out of the second round with Joel Embiid, period. Uh, you know, Sixers fans sat through the process, everything that goes into that. And then on top of it, he's hurt. You know, on top of it, uh, the, you know, there, there's just a lot of frustration with this team. But, and it's funny because you and I were talking last night, and, mm-hmm. and we, we see this exactly the same way, like, we're probably the only two people in Philadelphia who see it this way, too. Yeah. Like, I really like the Buddy Heald move. Mm-hmm. And I just think what this can look like with Maxi, who's an all eight ten points last night in the All-Star game, by the way. But with Maxi, and, you know, if these other guys can come back, Melton and Batum and those guys, Embiid rested. If he can get a couple of weeks in to play with them, and these guys are going to play with each other for, like, the next two, three weeks before Embiid comes mm-hmm. back. I'm telling you, man, with no expectation is when I think they're going to surprise everybody. I totally agree. And and I think when we said this, when we were on the phone talking about the show last night, we were both kind of in shock. Like, oh, wait, I, I actually agree. I, most I people honestly say, thought you were going to say, no, right. they have no shot. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there are so many people in that camp. And you know what? That's fair. You can have your opinion. I just think that if you have been watching the Sixers since they really added, since the trade deadline, since they added Buddy Heald, um, and campaign, they really have been playing, I don't want to say incredibly, but promising. Very given shorthanded the players and pretty well Who will come back yeah. and then add to what they already have. Buddy Heald is amazing. He is a game changer. And look, his contract is up at the end of the season. Hopefully they re-sign him. But I don't think that all is lost this season. I'm not in the camp of like, oh, well, they didn't do anything. You know, they traded away Pat Bev and and they're just throwing in the towel on the season. I don't agree with that whatsoever. I think this team will surprise people in the postseason. I absolutely do, especially under Nick Nurse, who has been incredibly impressive. I think he meshes so well with these guys. He brings the best out of guys like Joel Embiid, like Tyrese Maxey, and I think he'll do the same with Buddy Heald and the rest of the guys on the team. Yeah, I, I, I look, and that's the other thing. The Nick Nurse thing can't be be overlooked. Like I, I just think you, you had a coach who was asleep at the wheel the last few years, willing, mm-hmm. unwilling to make adjustments, un, unable to make adjustments, whatever, whatever, whatever the reasoning was. That's not Nick Nurse. I, mm-hmm. I think you have a much better shot. And I also look at the East. Yes, Boston's really good, no doubt. I don't. Nobody else really scares me. Milwaukee's mm-hmm. a disaster with Doc Rivers right now. Yeah. They're, they're a mess. Mm-hmm. The, you had other teams like the Cavs and the Knicks who were good, but they're not world beaters. So I mean, the Sixers just beat the Cavs. Right. Super without, shorthanded. Yeah, super shorthanded without Embiid, without a lot of guys. Yeah, so I, I think there's – I'm telling you, man, I, I and I said it earlier, I think they get past the second round. I, yeah. I, I will go out on, 
on a limb and Devin is on the limb with yeah. me. And if right? you've lost hope in the Sixers, there's still time to get back on the train. That's right. Yeah, we accept. I'm I'm not I've never <laughs> been one of those guys like, oh, you know, well, I've heard on. a lot of that lately. You know, since since Joel Embiid went out and since the trade deadline, I've heard a, a ton of, uh, well, you know, there's next season. Because they, they do have a ton of cap space coming up in the offseason. I'm just saying, like, I don't think that they're, you know, going to be a lost cause in the postseason this year. I really don't. Yeah. I think they're going to surprise a lot of people. I'm with you. I am with you. Let's go to Larry in Ardmore. Larry, you're on 94 to VIP. I have to talk sports, but, Rob, your take on True Detective is the greatest thing I've heard <laughs> on the radio in six months. <laughs> Thank you, Larry. And, and then, and then the qualifier at the end when you said, uh, I, "I don't want to ruin it for everybody." Like after you just killed it, it was just wonderful. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I, I, I always try to guard against ruining it for somebody yeah. else. But I'm just trying to. I'm giving you how I feel. I'm not giving but, away plot lines or any of that. When, when someone describes something as that terrible. It's almost like you want to watch to see if it is a total train wreck. <laughs> yeah. So, actually, I just helped out uh, True Detective. I think you did. Yes. Uh, yeah, so, my sports talk would be, I, I, I'm very disappointed that it's public knowledge that either Bryce Harper or his horrible, you know, Darth Vader of an agent, Scott Boris, mm-hmm. wants an extension with eight years left. When, when he signed a contract that is – absolutely like generational wealth it's a, yeah. a 330 million dollar contract it's not like he came in and was undervalued it's just if they would have won a world series in one of the last of, of the two seasons it's okay but to, to to let that get out it could it could uh, I, I know personally right now like my taste is it has been affected for the team yeah. with, with something like that and, and you know the thing is, Larry, he's had every right note since he arrived here. He really has. I, you know, he's played great. Mm-hmm. He connects with the city, all of that thing. But this, this is to me, it's a turnoff. Like I'm like, come on, man. Yeah, and you haven't oh, yeah. won a World Series yet either. No, oh, I totally agree. And the sad thing is, is that you can do all of those. You know, you could do 99 things right out of 100, and then do this, and all of that gets washed away, sadly, because it's just it's it seems to be incredibly egregious. You know, it, it's I, I tone, make sure there's a tone-deaf nature to it, I, I, in yeah, my opinion. I want to make sure that I have a contract into my 40s. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, come on. Or, or if it's you're just looking to, to get more per year, it, it's it's like, man, come on, making 30 whatever it is per year. You agreed to 13 years with it, without an opt, as Devin pointed out earlier. Yeah. An opt-out. And if they wanted to do something uh, – you know, the, the comparable thing is Pat Mahomes having the 10-year, $450 million contract, winning a bunch of Super Bowls, some MVPs, some Super Bowl MVPs, being the, you know, being compared to Jordan now. Mm-hmm. And the Chiefs, it almost seemed like the Chiefs wanted to, to juice his, his salary so he was back in, like, the top five after everybody signed these right. 45 to $50 million contracts. You can understand that mm-hmm. because he's not being underpaid. But yeah, and he's not won winning three. the World Series, <laughs> not getting to the World Series, yeah. coming off an injury. Uh, uh, you know, sadly they he bumped he bumped a player that I really liked. I liked uh, Reese, yeah, a lot. I mean, but that's um, that's you know I don't I don't fault him for that. But I I got you with that. Yeah. All right, pal. All right, see you later. Thanks, Larry. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, no, I I and again. 
I'm still a huge Harper fan, but I don't like this. I mean, I, I'm, I'm just. It's well, not... I don't like it for that exactly what you just said. Yeah. Right. Like we're still massive Harper fans. You don't want this to start to snowball uh, to a point where it it kind of tarnishes his reputation here in Philly with his teammates. Yeah. I mean, imagine being his teammate. You got you have Alec Boehm just went to arbit- arbitration for more money, and then he has a teammate who. He looks up to who's what asking for more on his generational wealth. I like that term That's regarding term. the three hundred thirty million dollar yeah. contract. Like, I just read the room a little bit. I agree. I agree. Uh, Whit Merrifield has passed his physical. All you know, dotted the i's, crossed the t's. He's there. He'll wear number nine uh, for the Phillies. So he is there, according to Todd Zalecki. A great signing, by the way. Great signing. Let's go to Chuck, or actually, let's go to Ken in Cinnamon. So what's up, Ken? How are you? Good morning. How are you today? I'm doing well, Ken. Thanks. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, Devin did not have any more run-ins with law enforcement on her way to work today. Whoa, what's going on here? What do we, whoa, 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 I whoa, didn't, whoa. Ken. I didn't hear about this. Oh, you didn't? Okay, so Friday, uh, Friday morning, we're at the Borgata, yeah. and I was driving down around like 4.30 in the morning, and when no one else is on the road on the AC Expressway... Sometimes it can be easy to just, like, lose track of how fast you're going. There we go. So I may or may not have been pulled over for speeding, and I was late to the morning show. So, obviously, uh, Joe and John gave me a hard time did on it. Did you get a ticket? I did not get a ticket. I got a warning. Jeez. Yeah. Mm. I wonder if I would have gotten a ticket if I had yes, I gotten Rob, pulled over you know in that circumstance. <laughs> just we, wonder we discussed, about that. Hmm. We discussed that, Rob. You know how that goes. <laughs> um, listen, I'm— my Phillies season tickets, at least the first two months of my of my season tickets, populated in my ballpark app uh, over the weekend. Right. So I'm able to look at them, and so that is like one of the best feelings. Uh, yeah, as that's you your simple this. pleasure. Like, oh, it's no. Well, it's my simple, simple pleasure. <laughs> my 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 simple pleasure is sitting on the deck at like six fifteen on a summer morning, just drinking my coffee and reading the paper and the hummingbirds are coming around and like that's just like that's my speed you know yeah, I, that's that therapeutic yep I love but it. i like i don't care <laughs> about bryce harper wanting an ex- i don't think it's going to have any ill effects and i don't blame I, like i'm not going to get upset about the guy who wants a little more of the billionaire's money than he's already getting like let, let's let's be real about this $300 million is walking around money for John Middleton. And, it, you know, if, if the guy's whole motivation is, well, I want to make sure that I never put on another uniform again. I want to play into my 40s and my contract expires when I'm 38. Then I kind of understand where he's coming from. And the problem is that, you know, his agent is, I, I think, the way the previous callers uh, described him, Darth Vader. That's a that's a great description. Yeah, Larry, Larry was on. He was good. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but I am not worried about Bryce Harper causing dissension in in the clubhouse and and moping around. And I, I mean, that's no. Just I don't think anybody worries Bryce that he, you're you're going to get anything less than his best. I I don't worry about that. But like the notion of having eight years left on a deal and and looking to have it extended to me, it, it just rubs me the wrong way. I really don't think it's like. Let me put it to this way: Am I concerned that this is going to have a negative impact on the Phillies? Ultimately, no. It's just a. It, it, it's a. I think it just seems unnecessary. Yeah, I think it just seems unnecessary. Like I can, I totally agree. Like, if he loves Philly so much that he wants to make sure he's here in his forties, great. But as Dave Dombrowski kind of alluded to in, in his interview when he was on the morning show a few weeks ago, like you, you still have plenty of time to do that, right? Like we don't necessarily need to do that right now. We can extend, you know, 
next year or the year after or maybe eight years from now when his yeah, deal well, is about to be right. up. I, like, I'm with you. Like, if, if we're – let's say it's four years from now. And yeah. You're like, this guy is still killing it, man. Like, the teams sure. won a World Series. Then, by all means, but right now with eight. like Eight. You, almost have a decade. Yeah. Like, it's it well, just seems unnecessary. But he's he's the one guy – like, he's the one guy in the organization that does not negotiate with Dave Dombrowski. <laughs> okay. He negotiates with John Middleton. No question. So – there's only one guy in the organization who John Middleton got on his private plane and flew out to bring him back to Philadelphia, yep. and, and that's Bryce Harper. Mm-hmm. So when Bryce Harper is talking about this stuff, it's going right past Dave Dombrowski. Sure. Yeah, he, I would agree he, He'll that. probably be here longer than Dave Dombrowski. The two people that are going to be here at the end of that contract are Bryce Harper and John Middleton, and that's where this conversation happens. Yeah, and, and, and Ken, good stuff, man. Always. Always appreciate your input. Thanks for the call. Um yeah, I again, this is not – when we bring this up, I, I don't view it as, oh, my God, there's going to be chaos in the clubhouse. I don't think that, but it's like – it's not necessary. Uh, yeah, know, more than yeah, I don't think it's going to be – like cause dissension and, you know, cause cause a fracture, I yeah. guess, of the clubhouse. But I just think it's, it's like, why? Right. Like, why do we need to do this right now? <laughs> well, and to Ken's point, you know – I don't think anybody thinks Dave Dombrowski is going to be here in eight years. He's a, you know, he's an older guy and, mm-hmm. and he didn't, I don't think he signed on to be here that long, but you know, mm-hmm. I, that doesn't mean that. But you're... think about what you just said. I like, I don't think he signed on to be here that long. Yeah. Like that's a long time. It it's is. almost a decade from yeah. now. Like so much can change, not in a year. It'd be 2032. Yeah. So that it's honestly shocking to me that Bryce Harper is even thinking that far ahead. Um, I'll be pushing 30 by then. I mean, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> What? You'll be pushing, uh, yeah, totally. Thank you. Getting just go along age. with some things. You just, you just say yes, Devin. Okay, come on, play along. Let's go to Chuck in Tampa. Chuck, you're on ninety-four VIP. I I can't believe you two guys are spouting this and be coming back, and they're going to everything's going to be great. That guy has got no heart. He's a choker. He quits. What did you watch last year in that Celtics series? He quit. Played poorly in, in Game Seven, no doubt. He quit, and I can't root for people like that. They should have traded him in the offseason. They probably could have got a couple good players and a pick and moved on from this guy. They ain't gonna win. They're never going to win with him. <laughs> it's going to be the same story again. All right, well, oh, we'll see. We'll see. I think he's got a better well, – sur- he's going to have a better surrounding cast and a better coach, and I think that goes a long he's way. Had a, he's had a great sur- – he, he hasn't had a great surrounding cast. What's been his great supporting cast? Who's been great? Well, they, they went out and made a trade for to bring that other guy in here that was a stiff. And he's out in the West he Coast He just said now. he's a stiff, so it's not yeah, a great he's a supporting stiff, but they, but he, he was a, he's a stiff. He's another guy that quit. I mean, I am so tired. Are about James these- Harden? I, I don't know. I guess Harden. Huh? Are you talking about Harden? Who are you talking about? Harden. Yeah. Another guy to quit, but the, but the guy's got talent. But these guys just flat out quit. I'm telling you, you're going to be everybody's going to get all goosed up. Oh, this this team's going to be, and it's going to be the same story. When he, I don't when think they so. Up, like, I just don't oh, think no, I, I don't think that Nick Nurse is the same head coach as what they've had in the past. I think he works well with Embiid and and the players on the team, and that he has game plans that fit the strengths of each player. It's like we Tyrese Maxey even came out um on it might have been Pat Bev's podcast a few months ago talking about Doc Rivers and how he refused to make adjustments and refused to put Maxey even in like the starting lineup. Mm-hmm. Um Nick Nurse doesn't do that. He makes adjustments and I think he he gets the most out of his players. 
a guy can make adjustments all he's want, but if a guy doesn't have any heart or any desire to win a title or go that extra step. Yeah, Chuck, it's, it's gonna... fine. And look, you're you're entitled to your opinion because it ended really ugly last year. That's okay. fine. Yeah. Um, but I, I do – I think the guy does have heart. I think he cares. I think he's come up small in some spots, no denying it. And he's got a lot to prove for sure. But I think the setup this year is better than it's been maybe ever since mm-hmm. he's been here. So you were happy with the year before when they, when they went up against the Hawks and that, that Trey Young – dunked on the guy and moving. Come on. Yeah, no, but Ben Simmons isn't here, Chuck. Well, when are we going to quit blaming Ben Simmons? He's been gone for, what, three years now? Right, but you you just referenced the Hawks series. What's the lasting memory of that Hawks series? The lasting, as they quit in that series. No, no, what what specific was the lasting memory of that? You know what it is. You know it. It's Ben Simmons refusing to dunk over a guy who's a foot small. Yeah, I, I know. Let, let's just blame Ben Simmons for everything. Okay, let's blame him beat for everything. It's nobody else's fault. No, I, I just watched that last year, that Celtics game, and, and he just flat out quit. And, okay. and, and, and when you do that, people are paying harder money to go watch this stuff, and that guy just flat out quit. All right. So. I'm a believer, and thanks, Chuck. And look, he, Chuck's entitled to his opinion, and I think that's the way most people feel. They feel like, and he did come up small, and they feel like, why should I trust him? Because even when he's on the floor, he didn't play well in a big game, and he's hurt all the and, and that's all well and good. I'm just telling you, I have a better sense, a better feeling about this year than I did in years past because I think they're much better coached. I think they'll be prepared better. I think they'll be motivated better. I think adjustments will be made. Mm-hmm. And I think the supporting cast is complements him better. I, I think Maxie's yeah. a great mm-hmm. compliment. Heald's a great compliment. Mm-hmm. You run two at Embiid, he can kick it out to, to Heald, or Tyrese is going to get single coverage and be able right. to kill you going to the basket. Mm-hmm. I just I, I think they're better set up, and it's fine. If you don't see it now, that's okay. I, I believe that that's the way it's going to be. I also just, with the trade Embiid uh, camp, Embiid, regardless of what you think of him, regardless of your opinions on, on his performances and attitude in the postseason, he is the best or one of the best players in the NBA. Like, if you trade him, who are you going to get back that's going to be the same caliber player that Embiid is? No one, because there is no one else like him out there that you're able to get. So I'm not really sure what people expect in in trading Embiid's going to do to improve the team. Um, I get he can be frustrating. The Sixers can be frustrating. But, like, trading Embiid, that's never going to be the answer. I'm sorry. 215-592-9494. You want to hop in on the Sixers. You want to hop in on Bryce Harper with the extension and the or the Chris uh, Chris Sims that uh, Jalen Hurts is the most overrated player in football. You can do that. Simple pleasures in life traditions that you would like to see done away with. It's all on the table as we roll into the final hour of the show. 9.30, Alex Coffey from the Philadelphia Inquirer will join us. We'll talk Phillies and all the great stuff that she's been uh, been writing and reporting as well. Devin Caney, Rob Ellis, WIP Sports Time is 8.56. Hour. Welcome back, everybody. Rob Ellis, Devin Caney, WIP Mornings. We're in for Joe John, Rhea, and crew. Devin will be with uh, the entire group on Wednesday and Friday as well. Um, I have you this week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday evening, 6 to 10. So looking forward to hanging out with everybody. Been a fun 
fast first three hours. And I think in part, it's always fun when you can kind of jump around a little bit. And we do have a lot going on, even though it's a weird mm-hmm. time of year in sports. Because, you know, we have the, the, the sort of look-ahead stuff with the Sixers, and that actually brings us into our Twitter poll question of the day. Sponsored by Armin Chevrolet, the all-new 2024 Chevy Trax is arriving daily at Armin Chevrolet and starts at only $21,495,000. All right, so uh, together, let's drive. Visit ArminChevy.com. All right, so um, the Twitter question, and you just very easy. You go to WIP uh, Mornings, at WIP Morning Show, and your choices are Eagles, this is what you're most looking forward to in Philadelphia sports. Eagles, free agency, draft, Philly season, Joel Embiid's return, Flyers second half. So there are, they are the choices. But we've talked a lot about Bryce Harper uh, wanting an extension on his 13-year deal that still has eight years left. We've talked uh, about Chris Sims saying that Jalen Hurts is the most overrated player in football. Uh, we've also mixed in. Some Sixers with our optimism, which caught the ire of some of our callers uh, as well. So you want to chime in on any of those. Also, the little pleasures in life, life's simple pleasures. If you want to jump in on that, we can do that as well. All right. So we we talked about the Hertz thing. And, you know, let, let's play it, actually, Dan, for everybody who maybe is just waking up, sleeping in a little bit on your off day. Uh, Chris Sims of, of NBC Sports was on with all city Phoenix. And the question was sort of posed in a way, you know, how much belief do you have in Kyler Murray? And then it's, it sort of spins into Jalen hurts. You pit him up against a, a guy that's high up your rankings that you would take Kyler over. Is there like anybody like a oh. Jalen hurts or anybody that you would say, I got to think real hard. Well, about that'd this. be one of them for really? sure. Yeah. I don't think like, you know, uh, you heard me talk yeah, yesterday. Yeah. You know, Jalen Hurts is re- – I respect a lot about Jalen Hurts, but I, I think Jalen Hurts is also, like, the most overrated player in football. All right? I just that's, – that's me. I know I'm wrong. I take a lot of crap about that get comment. But, you know, it's a – it's a – he plays quarterback for a team that's an all-star team. All right. So, a couple things. Um, overrate – most overrated player in football. That, that's a – that's a big a statement. Bold statement. That's big. Um yeah. And then the all-star team is just absurd because you could make a case for everybody other than Mahomes, and Mahomes has Andy Reid and, and, and Travis Kelsey, but mm-hmm. that they're surrounded by a lot of talent. Like Detroit has a lot of talent. Uh, Dallas has a lot of talent. Uh, San Francisco's got a lot of talent. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen's got a, got a good amount of talent mm-hmm. around him. We could go on and on and on. That, that to me, there's absolutely no merit to that he's surrounded by an all-star team mm-hmm. be, because – if you're going to say team, the defense stinks, number one. And, and number two, there was coaching dysfunction that, that he had to deal with last year, which also has to be taken into account. So yeah. you could just say, hey, this is Chris Sims being Chris Sims and trolling and, and whatever, and maybe it is. But he's been on this for a long time with Jalen. It's truly the way he feels. Yeah. And when I hear him say it, it, it makes me sort of examine, all right, am I, am I missing something? Like, I, look, I do think – I think he's he's rated kind of what he is nationally. I think locally, maybe we do overrate him a touch, but he really took it to an extreme there. Yeah, I mean, calling him the most overrated player in football is a bit much, and then saying that he's he's on an all star team is is way too much. That's what really got me in, in this quote from Chris Wins. Well, that and then also saying that he thinks Kyler Murray is better. Uh, I believe he goes on to say that like, oh, if you just put Kyler Murray behind that O line, he'd be just as good. Please, please. Also, Kyler Murray just played what half a football season. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I think he's I think Jalen Hurts is probably a bit 
underrated nationally. I think he was maybe a bit overrated here in Philadelphia. Now it, maybe we have a mixed bag because mm-hmm. of um, the end of this past season. Right. Look, Jalen Hurts is a great quarterback. I think he didn't have a great season. There were a lot of factors at play, and I'm not absolving him of any responsibility or blame here. Um, but you also have to look at what else was going down with the Eagles organization this past season. The coaching, the defense, like there were a lot of factors at play. I have not lost faith in Jalen Hurts as my quarterback whatsoever. Yeah, I think there there's absolute improvement uh, needed. And uh, the, the thing I feel good about, one of the things about him is I, I know how hard a worker he is, number one. And I also think he's he's willing to be coached up. In other words, you know, you can sit down and talk to him like, hey, we got to get better here. You have to get better here. We, we we need to see more from this. We have to take advantage of And I don't think he's like Carson Wentz where he's saying, yeah, 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 yeah I mm-hmm. got this. Like, I don't think he's that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and therefore, I think that lends itself to him getting better. So, look, it, it, he is obviously the key to this thing. But this is a monster offseason for Howie Roseman. He's got to nail the draft. Mm-hmm. He's got to nail free agency. You have to get – I mean, that defense needs a ton yeah, and, and we talked to Jimmy Kemsky a little bit earlier, and you know it sounds like like I was really hoping that one of the benefits of this year with the way it went was it would change philosophically the way the Eagles looked at things sometimes, like mm-hmm. linebacker safety or whatever. It doesn't sound like the way well, Jimmy no, was talking, yeah, the way no. Howie talked in that press conference that they're right. they're, they're going to really shift in a big way mm-hmm. philosophically. That that disappoints me. Yeah, and that's why I wanted to pick Jimmy's brain on that because I was kind of taken aback by Howie's comments. Um, after the season kind of like doubling down on their linebackers, like praising Cunningham and, and Nicobe Dean. I, I know Nicobe Dean, you know, hasn't been able to show much on the field, but isn't that an issue in itself? Yes. He can't stay healthy. You, you can't, He's small. I don't know how you just pencil him in as the starter. Right. And I'm very curious to see how they approach this draft. Um, I don't know if I'm willing to go as far as to say that, you know, drafting the SEC, you know, Georgia Bulldogs defense is a bust. But they certainly haven't played up to their potential, the guys that they brought in from Georgia. Um, if they're going to go all defensive players, if they're going to try to bring more defensive talent, you know, free agency. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they're going to do. But uh, they do need a lot of help on defense. And they already have a great start with bringing Vic Fangio in. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to jump in on Eagles? We can do that as well. Let's go to Gary in Whitehall. Gary, you're on 94 to VIP. Good morning, Devin. Yo, brother Bert, what's happening? Gary, how you doing? I'm doing fine, sir. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks, man. Hey, uh, first of all, I, I do have a, a simple pleasure, but uh, I want to talk about the here and now. Um, because, well, the Sixers are in limbo right now because, you know, waiting on the word on Joel and everything else and still got, you know, two months till playoffs kick in. Um, and the Eagles, uh, yeah, free agency and draft and everything else. But, uh, I mean, I like what the Flyers-wise – uh, Briere and Jonesy, they're just, you know, holding pattern. They don't need to go out and make any splash. They don't have the assets for it right now. And what's working right now is the uh, way Torrello has them going. So I'm fine with what they're doing. I hope they make that playoff push and uh, they can, you know, get something going for the 24-25 season. Yeah, I think the um, Flyers thing is going to be interesting, Gary, because yes. they may be subtracting some players who have helped them get off to this good start w- with the thought of the future. You know, and I, I think 
it's going to be counterintuitive to some Flyers fans the way that they, you know, they're thinking like, man, this team might have a shot here in the playoffs, but some guys are going to be moved and might have them take a step back, and that'll be tough for people to to swallow. But I get why they're doing it. Right, and that's that's just going to be a simple subtraction them for addition mm-hmm. uh, down the road. So I'm fine with what they're doing, and uh, like I said, they don't need they don't need to make the big splash. Uh, the only thing I would really like to see them do is get a a good quality backup uh, goaltender. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely think that's something because we're 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 not seeing Carter Hart probably again. Period. No, no, I think he's. I think that's the last time you saw him in the Flyers uniform. I would agree. Um, on to the Phillies, though. I love the signing of uh, Whitfield. Um, you know, good versatile utility guy, infielder, outfielder, good bat. Uh, that's that's a plus. I, I I think the Whitfield move is a good move, Gary. Yes. 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 Yes, and you got him relatively cheap. So I mean, and and hey, quite frankly, he's he's above whatever bench player they had big time. going into the season. Yeah, no, he he is a big time addition. With uh, he he provides you a lot of things. He's an insurance policy if the young players don't play well or if somebody goes down. He, he really right. works, and you they're going to work him in even before any of that oh, yeah. shakes out too. Oh yeah, yeah, and uh, you know it, it actually gives time for. Marsh to get ready, yeah, and just in case he's not ready. Yeah, you don't have to rush him back. No, that's, a, right, that's another exactly. byproduct. Uh, mm-hmm. The one thing I like them to still do is, can we please get a bona fide closer? Yeah, I mean that that is uh, that's still a concern. What what the yeah. back end of the pen looks like for sure. Right. All right. Give us your give us your simple pleasure. How about this? And I, I work for a very uh, good company that I'm able to take vacation time when I when, when I need to. And like today, now it's a holiday for some. Mm-hmm. Not a holiday for me, but I'm able to take a vacation day on my 36th wedding anniversary. There you go. All right, so, that is nice. You know, I can spend time with my wife. I don't have to worry about going on the road and dealing with everything else that I deal with. So, yeah, it's beautiful. All right. I like that. Gary, thanks, man. All right, Rob. See you. All right, brother. Take care. We, we that was our first Whitfield of the day. That was he. You guys thought I was making too. that stuff up, man. It's it's become a thing. It's it's a thing now. I, just, I just know I'm gonna slip up and at some point call him Whitfield. I know it. I, I just it. I just don't understand why. Like Alshon Jeffrey to Jeffries, you can understand. Yeah, that's like, understandable. Yeah, Castellanos, Castellanos is a hard yeah. name. Castellanos, if you read Schmitty it, he doesn't pronounce it right. Mike. Schmitt. No, he says Ka- and they've corrected him, and he still says Castellanos, but yeah. like. That's at least phonetic. Yeah. If you read the name Whit Merrifield, no part of that becomes Whitfield. <laughs> like, how do you get Field for Merrifield? See, I need to talk to guys in other markets to see if, like, in in Kansas City or Toronto or whatever, that that it's that it's happened there, yeah. or if it's just Philadelphia. Yeah. You know, it's. I, I have a feeling it's Philly probably has the the lead in uh, mispronunciations. <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and guess that. I think you're right, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but no, I I I do. Th- in all seriousness, I think it's a big time move. I think it's a, a something that's a, maybe not as they've had really splashy moves when you sign Trey Turner and Harper and all that, but it's a good move. It's a good move for them. I, I, look, I think they're set up very, very well. The Phillies, um, they're uh, they're a team that's deep. They're not all star team deep like the Braves or the Dodgers, but they're still really, really good. And they do have deep playoff experience, which does two things for you. One. It should make you very hungry that you weren't able to complete the task. Mm-hmm. But it should also be something where, like, you had the advantage over some of these other, you know, the, the, the Braves and the Dodgers because you knocked the Braves off the last two and the Dodgers couldn't get any deeper than, you know, the divisional round. 
Yeah, th- I look. I don't want to be a, a downer here, and and because I agree, and I love the Phillies, and I have full faith in them. But do do you have a small part of you that worries that having knocked off the Braves two years in a row will kind of make the Phillies overconfident that they can just do it again? I don't think uh, what worries me isn't overconfidence. What worries me is how many times can you go to that well? And how right, right. That's and how many times can you overcome that offense? Can you overcome guys like Spencer Strider? Like. It, it's a hard thing to do. It's not. It's not a super easy well, task. And you, how many times are you going to keep those bats down? Like, is Acuna yeah. not going to do right. much in a series and that kind of thing? Right. It, it's. I don't know. It, it just makes me a little nervous. Yeah. But I don't know a move that the Phillies could make that would make me less, less nervous, nervous. Right. Yeah. Well, it's like, it just sucks that they're in the division with the Braves. Yeah. Like as. Yeah. As, it does. High of a hope as we all have for this coming season. Like, the reality is they're probably not going to win the division again. I mean, thank right, goodness. Right, the Braves will, will win more regular season They'll win more regular season sure. games. They yeah. will win the National League East. The Phillies will be a wild card once again. Mm-hmm. And once again, they're going to be against either them or the Dodgers in a five-game series, hoping to take one of two in the other team's ballpark and then come home and win the two at Citizens Bank Park. It doesn't – the formula is there because they've done it two years in a row, but it doesn't leave much room for error if they if that doesn't – if that plan doesn't go as you hope. All right, mm-hmm. one of the other things that gets people very cranked up uh, is the whole lineup discussion, mm-hmm. okay? Now, this is – I liken it to this. It, it, it's it's like politics. You're not getting people to move, all right? <laughs> they're like they're, – People have their opinions they're and they're not changing it. They're, you're, they're red, There's no blue. undecided voters? No, no. It's like – it's either, hey, man, they win games when Schwarber leads off or he's not fast. He's not a contact hitter. He clogs up the bases, and and, I, and I'll say this: admittedly, neither side wants to wants to you know come close to the center and, and do what's best. They won't be bipartisan. It's very bipartisan or partisan. <laughs> um, all right, so let's play. So Howard caught up on Saturday with Kyle Schwarber, and here's what Schwarber had to say about where he wants to hit. Kyle, there's always conversation about the lineup. Um, do you care? Where you hit? I know one has been kind of locked in, but do you care where you hit? No, I mean, I think the biggest thing is wherever the manager wants us to all hit, right? And, you know, I think if it's one, if it's whatever, whatever spot it is, that that's where I want to hit. And, you know, I've said that I've had the majority of my bats out of the off spot, and, uh, you know, it's just a fact. You know, it's... It is what it is, but you know I've hit I've hit one through nine in my career too. So um, yeah, so wherever uh, wherever I end up, that's where I'll be. Do you think you're better at the leadoff spot than you are at other places in the lineup? Um, uh, I guess the I think you would say the comfortability factors there, just because I've done it the most there. That's where I've hit the most. But um, yeah, I mean, you just got to be able to, to be prepared wherever you're going to be hitting and. Um, like I said, I've hit in other positions before, and uh, you know, if you even if you are leading off, you lead off the game once, and then you could be hitting in a different position coming up in that inning. You could be the four guy, you could be the five guy, you could be the three guy, two guy, whatever it is. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's just I feel like it's just one spot there. You know, to start off the game, and then anything can happen. All right. So, look, my my translation there is. Would he prefer to lead off? Yeah. Is he going to cause a stink and be a disruptive? No. Mm-hmm. That's the way I view what he said. Mm-hmm. Have you seen um, Howard's lineup that he presented to Rob Thompson? Yes. <laughs> what do you think of it? I actually don't think it's a bad line. I hold on. I'll, okay. I'll, well, yeah, I'll I have it up. up. I can read it. Oh, so okay. You have it. Go ahead. Scott leading off, 
which I don't know if, if I love that. Um, Trey Turner, two. Harper, three. Bohm or Real Muto. Schwarber, fifth. And then Bomer Real Muto again. Cassianos, Marsh Rojas. Yeah, I, so I would probably lead Turner off. Um, Me too. Rather than Stott. Me too. You know, and I, I would be comfortable with either um, – Harper at two or three. I'd probably preferably keep him at three. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't hate Howard's lineup. Howard is is in the in the strong anti Schwarber leadoff role. And, and simply put, count me in the they win a lot of games when the guy d- leads off. Yeah, category they do. Simply put, I mean, but I'm not hell bent. Like it doesn't. Let me put it to you this way: If they start the season off and Schwarber's leading off, and they're not doing well offensively, and it's not clicking, and and, and he typically starts slow too. He's a mm-hmm. very slow starter. Mm-hmm. By all means, shake it up. Why not? You got 162 games. Do it. Well, and that's the thing. I and and I know that they did throughout the regular season, kind of shake it up a bunch. But during the playoffs, that was part of the Phillies' downfall. Was Rob Thompson just was so bullheaded on not making any changes to the lineup, yeah. even though game after game, once the bats started getting cold, it was like. Are you going to make any changes? Are you going to change it up? And he'd always say, no, not at all. And then he came out and said he regretted that after they lost. So I hope that he's learned from that and that he is willing to make adjustments, um, especially in, you know, those postseason games. But, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how the season plays out. I don't know if I love Stott at first. I agree with you. I I would go Turner or Schwarber. All right, Dan, there's a cut, and I'm sorry I didn't ask you for this before the show, but there's also a cut in there from Thompson and uh, where Howard asks him, does he have any regrets about going to Kimbrell in game four? You have that? Okay. This Devin worries me. Okay. okay. Take a listen to this. How much do you think about what happened in that playoff series? One that the Phillies were obviously expected to win. Yeah, I, th- I thought about it a lot, actually, over the course of the winter. And, and you know, you go th- back through your decision-making and, and the processes and, and try to improve on that and, uh, I know the the Kimbrel situation, um, using him in what was it, game five or game four, I guess, mm-hmm. games three and four. Um, that's been a big issue. But if you look at at Kimbrel's numbers in September, he, I think he threw twelve innings and tw- had twelve appearances, gave up two runs. The first four outings in the playoffs didn't give up a run, and then games three and four, you know, it got away from us. But um, but I'd. I'd that one I'd do again. I really would because I, you know, you don't. One game doesn't necessarily mean it's a trend. Um, and I had, a lot, I still had a lot of confidence in him, and, and Craig did a really good job for us last year. So that was one decision that um, I, I'd probably do the same thing. All right, I, I don't like that because it wasn't one game. It wasn't mm-hmm. just game three. He was leaking oil in September. He mm-hmm. he was not pitching well. He was escaping more than anything else. Like that. I do worry that he can get stubborn to a fault sometimes. And, and I feel topper. like, yeah, topper. Yeah. And I feel like that's an example of it right there. It is. And I remember being very frustrated with him in the postseason when his answer, when asked over and over again about like any changes, whether it was closers or the lineup, it, it got almost flippant. Yep. Where by the end of that series against the Diamondbacks, it was like, nope, no yep. changes. Yeah, that Rojas is in there or whatever. Nope. I yeah, mean, like, yeah, we're, it, like yeah. almost thinking, it almost felt like he he was succumbing to the the Philly postseason magic that we all kind of succumbed to where he just thought that something was going to click yeah. and it was just going to work all of a sudden. Yeah. And that's not how it works all the time. Sometimes you have to make adjustments. You have to make changes. Um, and I am glad, even though he, he didn't, he kind of doubled down on, 
on Kimbrel, but at least with the lineup, he came out after and said, I, I do regret not changing it. Yeah, he so. did. So my first thought was, okay, he doesn't want to bury Kimbrel, but then he said, yeah, I probably would have changed things with Rojas. I'm like, all right, well, then you're not that <laughs> right. worried about burying anybody. <laughs> Rojas is still yeah. on your roster. That, that I just, I heard that. I'm like, oh, and I, again, I wasn't looking for him to do the, I, I just, just give it some thought. Like mm-hmm. I, I, you know what? In hindsight, maybe I would have changed things mm-hmm. up a little. And that, it's just something to keep your eye on because we don't have a, a huge track record with him. We have basically a year and a half. We don't have a ton yeah, we don't. of intel on him. So I'm hoping mm-hmm. that that's not where he's And at. they've been two magical runs for what it's worth. They're he took over good, in the middle of one he's season. He's done an amazing job. Don't get me wrong. Correct. He took over in the middle of one season that you know turned the tide. And then last season they started off slow again. And then mm-hmm. they picked it back up and they lose in game seven of the NLCS. And that was his real first. Yeah. Like, really bad mistake. Mm -hmm. Like, where it really felt like, okay, something he did worked against them and cost them in a big way. Yeah, Yeah. I think there's two, two, not to nitpick here, but there's two things you can quite, like like pulling Wheeler in game six of the World Series. Mm -hmm. You know, again, debatable, I guess. But I just think that, and the way he couched it, like, hey, it was one bad game for Kimbrell. It it was. There was some buildup. He was bad in game three. You went back to him in game, like, he went to the well too many times. And, And then... He didn't go to him after that in those situations. So clearly at that point, he realized it, finally, it wasn't working. Yeah. So. Well, and good for Kimbrel. He got more money with the Orioles than he did with the Philly. Which is, <laughs> good luck to the Orioles. That is that. wild, man. Like from a good organization, too. That's Team crazy. that led baseball in wins last year. Unbelievable. 215-592-9494. All right, we'll continue. Uh, you heard from Bryce. You've heard from Topper. You've heard from Schwarber. You heard a lot of Phillies there. Chris Sims as well. Talking Sixers, it's kind of all on the table there. You want to throw in your simple pleasures in life, you can do that also. we got a lot to do between now and the end of the program. But when we come up next, Alex Coffey from the Philadelphia Inquirer will talk Phillies and a lot of other stuff. Alex has a lot of things going on, and uh, we'll dive into all those. When we get back, Devin Caney, Rob Ellis, WIP Sports Time is 926. Lawyers, guns, and money. Devin's looking at me like, what? Yeah, if I don't I, get it. If I, that's uh, Warren Zevon. If I tried to do that noise that the camera just made, I would tear like 14 muscles. Yeah, no, it's not worth uh, attempting no. to do either. It, it would be too painful. Yeah. All right, this is generally the time of the show <laughs> where we do a little lean back. Brought to you by Mount Holly Nissan. New 2024 Nissans are arriving daily at Mount Holly Nissan. Minutes from everywhere, just over the bridge, online at mounthollynissan.com. Uh, all right, we are going to bring in our next guest, Alex Coffey, Phillies beat writer for the Inquirer. Alex has had boots on the ground down in uh, clear water, water since last week. So we're going to get the sights and sounds from Alex. My board is not working. I got Rob, it. Rob, so you want to click on her? I am the board man. Uh, let's go. <laughs> Alex. Board man gets paid. Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you guys doing? Doing well, Alex. So just to start us off, like, what can you tell us so far from what you've been down there for almost a week? Um, sights and sounds, pitchers and catchers, obviously, last week, and now everyone's down there. I know Bryce Harper has spoken out um, about a potential contract extension. You know, what news can you report on so far? Yeah, first of all, Devin, I'd say that you need to listen to more Warren Zevon if you don't know that song. Thank you. He's amazing. Alex. Um, I can't go one morning show without getting yelled Good at about you, not Alex. knowing Alex, some I won't pop even, culture. I won't even tell Come you on. what you did earlier with Elton John. I won't <laughs> even get so into that. Oh, my that. God. I don't even want to know. Okay. That's even, like, yes. <laughs> more inexcusable. Um, but I'm Team Rob on that one. Um, 
it's been pretty slow. It's been pretty slow here. Honestly, today's the first full squad workout. So all the position players are here, but a lot of them had arrived like over the last few days, like real Muto was here, obviously for pitchers and catchers and Harper talked to us yesterday. Um, Whitten Airfield, who they recently signed um, today, and he's going to talk to us in a little bit. Big news of today is that we're kind of meeting a new guy that they see as protection in the outfield. Obviously, Marsh is coming back from um, knee surgery, and um, Rojas is, you know, an unproven entity. Like they're very optimistic about his future, but um, but if he doesn't hit consistently and produce consistently. Um, they might look at other options. So, so Merrifield's a seasoned vet, um, been around for a long time, provides a lot of defensive versatility, and he can kind of provide some um, backup for those guys without, like, blocking anyone, so to speak. So I'd say that that's the biggest thing today. Alex, let me ask you, uh, the, the Harper thing, and, you know, he, he was honest about it. He said, look, yeah, have we had discussions? Absolutely. Um, you know, regarding an extension. It, it, is your sense that this is – not a big deal there in general, uh, and and I guess a follow up would be: Do you think this is Scott Boris's way of just trying to get more AAV out of the Phillies? Hard for me to speak um, on the Boris thing specifically, but it definitely seems like from Harper's end, he's not concerned about it. Um, he mentioned specifically that he knows that there are guys in camp who have more pressing matters for the team to address, like Zach Wheeler is looking for a contract extension. You know. Harper's already signed here for through what age, like 38 or something like that. I think. Yeah. So he's not going anywhere anytime soon. He knows that they have time to figure it out. So that was the point of emphasis uh, yesterday was just like, it's something he wants to be here for a very long time. um, But it's not like at the the top of the to-do list. Uh, Whit Merrifield or Whitfield, as callers have already <laughs> taken to, taken to calling him. Alex, get used to it. Whitfield. Whit, we've already got one Whitfield from a yes. caller today. Uh, what can you tell us about you know the value that he's going to add to this roster? Yeah, so he was an interesting um, signing because for most of his career he's played a lot. Like last year with the Blue Jays, he played 145 games, and the role that the Phillies pitched to him. Um, is not that, you know, it's a, it's a bench bat and outfield bat. He's going to be getting, barring an injury, less playing time. Um, but at his age, you know, he's 35, that might help him. Um, you know, it might like, you know, he's, he's been known for staying healthy, staying on the field, but um, his exit velocity has dropped over the last few seasons. So who knows, maybe like having more rest can help with that. I know that that helps some guys, um, so, yeah, he's, he, his big calling card is, like, defensive versatility. Like, he can move him anywhere and get other guys off their feet. Um, he makes a lot of contact. So, he will not hit for average, but he won't necessarily hit for power. Um, so, I'd say, I'd say the biggest asset that he brings is he provides him some flexibility to move guys around. Like, he even has, you know, he's experienced second base and in the infield. So, if they wanted to give, like, we're talking with Alex Coffey, uh, Inquirer, covers the Phillies and also does a great job uh, as a writer. We'll get into some of her other pieces uh, that she's written of late in, in a second here. Alex, t- talk to me about the uh, back end of the bullpen and, and how they kind of view things um, going in. Is it going to be 
hey, situational, you, you got you know a good matchup you know in, in the in the eighth, and you're going to throw this guy there. Somebody else would get the ninth in that case, or it, would they like to get somebody locked in as their closer? And is that guy on the roster right now? Yeah, I think for right now it's going to be closer by committee again. You know, they haven't signed anyone that's like an obvious lockdown. Like if they had signed Josh Hader, for example, like I think it would be more obvious what his role would be. Um, but, yeah, I think this year it's probably going to be closer by committee. And I have to say, you know, obviously health can change really quickly. In the sport, I have to say it's a little bit or something when he's doing PFPs and all of a sudden, like, the landscape changes quickly but um but their health is really good and they've they've had i would say that they had their the best pitching depth that they've had in a really long time from a bullpen perspective um and even starting pitching depth isn't that bad they've kind of you know acquired these like under the radar type guys that they feel good about um you know one of them is david buchanan playing seven years in asia but that guy's like a workhorse. You know, he's been he's thrown 160 innings or more over his last four seasons in Korea. So, you know, is he a name fans are excited about? No, not I wouldn't say like necessarily he is because of his last tenure with the Phillies. But um, he's figured some stuff out over there, and and the Phillies have been monitoring that. So, so obviously we'll see how they how these moves like over the course of the season. But they definitely feel good about good about their bullpen depth, good about their starting depth. Um, so long-winded way of saying it'll be closer by committee. Gotcha. <laughs> um, well, first of all, Alex, are you talking to us? Are you using AirPods right now? Yeah. Would you mind like taking them out and just using your phone? It's it's sounding yeah, a little yeah. wind tunnel esque over yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's windy. It's windy <laughs> here today. One second. Okay. Um, yeah, it sounded. I was like, is she at the beach or? Uh... <laughs> She took the day off today. a little breezy. It, it rained yesterday. Better? Now she's getting yeah, a beach better. day in. Yes, now it's Yes, good. now it's better. Thank you. Yeah, um, it's um, it's been raining here like the last uh, few days, which I did not pack for, and um, it's very windy today, and the sun is out, which is nice, but it's still not Florida weather. Gotcha. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, definitely not. All right. Well, I have to ask you. I know uh, your pals with our guy Howard Eskin. We were just talking about his proposed lineup that he showed to Topper. <laughs> Uh, what was it, yesterday, a few days ago? Howard's listening, by the way. So I, oh, I know he is, which is why I'm asking yeah. Alex. Uh, what's your opinion on that? I'm assuming you've seen it. If you haven't, I can read it to you. But um... I haven't seen it. Um, Howard, I don't know if you're listening or not, but not everyone follows your every move and your every statement. So um, <laughs> I like it, I Alex. Get him. Get him. <laughs> I have not seen it. Um, so if you could read it to me, that would oh, be great. Okay, I got you. So, uh, Stott leading off, Turner to... Harper at three, Bomer Real Muto at four, <laughs> Schwarber five, Bomer Real Muto six, Castellanos, Marsh, and then Rojas nine. Okay. Um, I would say, I, I, and this might not be a popular opinion, I am of the opinion that Schwarber should stay at the top just because for whatever reason they win more games when he's up there and mm-hmm. he likes playing up there. And, um, you know, he's not a stereotypical leadoff guy in the sense that he's like, you know, since He's not quick. Speedy, yeah, contact guy, right. Um, But he does walk a lot. So he gets on base um, a fair amount. So I would keep him up there. You know, that's that's my big opinion on that. Obviously, Howard has very strong, strong feelings. Well, yeah, it sounds like you need to make a list and show it to Topper now. (laughs) Yeah, that's the last thing that I want to do, honestly. (laughs) But... (laughs) 
Uh, all right, Alex. Well, I know you know you don't just do baseball, uh, and and you've done some awesome stuff. You, you did an unbelievable job with the Hugh Douglas and and his son, uh, who he lost tragically. Peace. It was incredible. Speedy Morris Thank as you. well. Yeah, just phenomenal work. I, I know your latest uh, to come out today uh, is in regards to you know the the NHL and their, their some of their policies, some of them outdated uh, for sure on what's going on with, with sexual assault. Obviously, you know, hits close to, to home here with yeah, liars yeah. with with Carter Hart. So give us a little bit on on, on what that is, and, and you know, and tell us uh, what the people can yeah. expect. So just to give fans a little bit of background, I'm still on the Phillies beat, but I've just you know, every once in a while, I'll be doing some um, features and columns on other sports. Um, so Hugh Douglas was that. Speedy uh, Morris story was that. And um, the NHL thing really came to me when I started reading more about kind of the culture in junior hockey after the Carter Hart stuff. I talked to people that had studied it for decades. And, and you know, that then the, the commissioner says that this isn't a systemic problem in the sport, in the NHL or in hockey at large. But you talk to people who are around around these leagues, around these players, families, and they say that it is systemic and, um, and that a policy, a specific domestic violence policy, sexual assault policy should be in place just not even like to react to things happening, but to um, – to get ahead of them. You know, it's, it, a policy will never prevent something from happening, but it sends a message, an implicit message to players, like this is in writing, this is a priority for us, um, and we want you to know that. And right now, their, so, their so-called policy is a section, a tiny, tiny section of the CBA that says, that makes no mention of the words, you know, partner, um, sexual assault, domestic violence, nothing like that. Um, and it just gives complete power to to discipline anyone that he wants and discipline them in however he thinks is fit. So it's just it's just a lot of responsibility to give to one person. Um, and it's my opinion that they should have something firm in place because it is a problem whether they want to admit it or not. So um, so yeah, that that is up today on Inquire uh, Inquire dot com. Yep, out today. Uh, highly recommend giving that column a read. Great work by you, Alex. All right, I have one last question for you before we let you go. Back to the Phillies. Uh, on a more fun note, there is a new Phillies, uh, I don't know if I want to call it a mascot or team member, down at Bay Care Ballpark. Yes. Yeah, it's, um, I, was, um, I was on the phone yesterday, and I was trying to find a quiet place to talk, which, as you can probably tell, with the noise <laughs> behind me, is really difficult to find here. Yeah. And I was, I decided to like kind of go close to the batting cages and I heard this like faint meowing and I found this like young cat that apparently is an outdoor barn, barn cat is what they call her. And she lives by the batting cages and um, the grounds, grounds crew feeds her. They feed her a can of food every day because she, she takes care of the mice and the geckos and insects and stuff. So they see that as her paying rent. Um, and yeah, this is this place is her home. So I've made a little friend, uh, a friend away from home. So it's been fun. Yeah, new new mascot. Her name is Boots. H- has Howard run her out of there yet? Either uh, is that no? Howard's gone. So a moron he hasn't yet? had. Yeah, Howard Howard hasn't uh, had the chance to do that because he's not here anymore. Uh. So, um, but I plan on introducing her to uh, to some people around the team, and fans are asking how they can donate. Uh, 
donate food, like canned food for her. So Aww. I think she'll be in good shape. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. Good stuff, Alex. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks, and, and keep up the good work. I really love, you know, when you, your Philly stuff's awesome, but all the other pieces, really, really well done. Appreciate Thank a couple you. minutes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, of course. Thanks, guys. Good right. talking to you. Take care. Yeah, thanks, Alex. Alex Coffee. It is crazy. I know, you know, you're probably hearing a lot in the background there, but, like, there's so much going on. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you could be running from one field to another field. There's 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 maintenance crews, especially if they got rain yesterday. Like, there's a lot going on down there. I know, and I appreciate that she even found the time to chat with us this morning because I know, um, being personal friends with Alex, like their days start. Topper starts their days at 7 a.m. down Very there, early. and that also starts for the media who are covering the team. Mm-hmm. So, shout out Alex. Also, definitely check out her column on the NHL sexual uh, assault piece on Inquirer.com. Yeah, it's it's very well done, and and good work out of you to to hey get the get the. Get the the ear pod, the iPods out of there and get to work. No, I'm kidding. Uh, usually this time of the show, we do Times Your, sponsored by Xfinity Mobile, the sponsor of WIP's Xfinity Mobile Lounge. Discover the nation's best-kept secret and switch to Xfinity Mobile now with the best price for two lines of Unlimited. Um, yeah, so we just finished up with Alex. We do also have confirmation that Howard Eskin was listening. He has already reached out to Alex uh, in regards to her. <laughs> Her comments on his lineup and her thoughts on that. Oh, I got it, too. Trust me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I got it, too. Yeah. Am I the only one that doesn't receive the wrath of Howard Eskin? Yeah, he's, he's yelling at me. Like, he's basically... <laughs> <laughs> Phillies need speed at the top of the lineup. I want runs generated with speed. That was my best Howard that I could give you. That was hey, with, speed. Without, yeah, without nitwit and dope and everything else being thrown in there. Yeah. So, anyway. Um Look, I, and I'm not – this is not one of those where I am just, like, dug in. I don't want to hear anything else. I, I'm I'm open to changing things up if it's not working. I know they won a lot of games with Schwarber. He does walk a lot, so the notion that he's never on base is not true. It is not traditional. He's not fast. He's not a contact guy. He's not going to steal a lot of bases. I understand that. Like, a, a lot of us grew up on that type of, uh, of leadoff hitter. I mm-hmm. understand. It's a little bit different. There is something to be said for the team also feeds off of him. Like that that yeah. lightning bolt of a home run that can mm-hmm. start a game, the players will tell you, like it does a lot for us. Mm-hmm. Like we there's a confidence thing, not only for us, but what it does to the opposition, it's kind of like, oof, we're already down one nothing or whatever. Yeah. You know, it's it's a thing, mm-hmm. whether people want to admit it or not. Well, and what Alex said at, at the end of the day, essentially stats don't lie. They win more games when Schwarber leads off. They they do. It's a simple fact. So, you know, why change that up if you don't have to? Um I guess we'll see. I don't know if <laughs> opening day will come around and we'll be looking at Howard's lineup uh, for the Phillies, but who knows? I like that he cares that much. I like that he gets that passionate about it, that worked up about it. Um, sure. So a couple of, I did want to mention this before we get out of here. I, I thought the NHL did an awesome job this past weekend. I, I thought the stadium series, um, Flyers played Saturday mm-hmm. and, and played the Devils. They, I, I really like, and then and then last night was the Islanders and the Rangers, and it was a great comeback by the Rangers. Two two awesome games. I like that the NHL is willing to do things a little bit differently, go out of the box. That 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 most of the teams, not all, but were willing to play along. Like the Flyers did the you know the Rocky gray sweatsuits coming off the bus, and, and like just have some fun with it. And I think that's. I know Dan, you were there, mm-hmm. but I, I, I as as someone who was just viewing it and watching it from home. I really enjoyed it, man. Nor well, wouldn't have the same kind of enjoyment for just a normal Saturday night game. It was awesome, and I, I, I mean, I of course wish the Flyers won, but seeing the players come out in the Rocky, you know, costumes, 
I love seeing NHL players be able to show their personality. I, I feel like a lot of times we don't get to see that because they have helmets on, they have pads on. We're separated by plexiglass when we're at the games. So seeing that, like, they can have that fun personality was was refreshing to me. I just wish the Flyers won, but it was an awesome event. I wish I could have been there. Yeah, Dad, tell us. What well, was I was going to say, like, it, it just feels like a bigger game when, yeah. they, yeah. when they play outdoors. Like, it, it, they could have played that game at the Wells Fargo Center or at the Prudential Center, and it would have been a game that we don't even mention here today. But right. because it's on that kind of stage, it feels bigger. They have done the Winter Classic for years. They've now gone to the Stadium Series. I think they told us that this was the 40th and 41st ever regular season game the NHL has played outdoors. I mean, it works awesome. It's really the only – you can't play basketball outside, like an NBA game outdoors because it's A, too cold, and B, like if you had any kind of weather, it would just screw up the game. Hockey is really the only type of sport that can have this novelty that is traditionally an indoor sport can play outdoors. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of NHL players grew up playing on outdoor mm-hmm. rinks or things of that nature. The cold air definitely added to it. It added to the atmosphere. The crowd was into it. Uh, and really, really cool what they did in that that they got all three New York teams involved and the Flyers are the fourth team uh, just going down the turnpike here. No, I thought it was a really good event. I think it's the best thing the NHL does. I think it's a cooler deal to host this than the All-Star game. Like yesterday they announced yeah. the Islanders are going to host the All-Star game in 2026. And there were a few people who were like, oh, that kind of sucks. Like, thought it be get, here. Yeah. yeah, like want it to be here because it's the 250th and, you know, mm-hmm. birthday of America and MLB is going to have their All-Star game here. I'd rather host the Winter Classic that year. I think that's a bigger deal than hosting some meaningless All Star game no one cares about. This this is way this is the coolest event the NHL has going right now. Totally agree, and I and I love Tortorella's jacket. <laughs> yeah, I really I like his you. jacket too. I took a double take when they showed him because I'm so used to just seeing him in in the fresh suit. And, usually, I'm like, whoa. Yeah, and, and Devin, you you you're there a lot, right? I am. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you, you know, I'm just saying. What, <clears throat> what are you saying? I don't know. Oh, you're. Too, oh, I should get you a jacket. I mean, no, I'm not saying it, but okay. Anyway, okay. he'd accept I, it if you came through with down. one. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, by the way, we have the TVs on in here, um, mm-hmm. and I I have never seen the show. Does Drew Barrymore always sit like on top of her <laughs> guest? She's literally on top of this woman. Is this I a was thing? Wondering that too. She's literally sitting cross-legged on the couch. This woman has no personal space. I feel it's it's giving very like look at me I'm relatable I'm a girl's girl let's have a heart okay. to heart no thanks <laughs> love I, Drew Barrymore no worst, disrespect towards Drew Barrymore worst but. personal space Drew Barrymore in this interview or Howard Askin at spring training <laughs> on top with, her, with, on with, top with, of with, with, with the phone in everyone's face from two inches away <laughs> oh my God that's a good question I, a push it's a push yeah oh my God all right. <laughs> Uh, you're back Wednesday and yep. Friday uh, mm-hmm. with the morning show, and I'll be back Wednesday, Thursday, Friday evenings, 6 to 10. Uh, so coming up, we have Tom Kelly and Al Morgani, so mm-hmm. you don't want to go anywhere with those two guys. Al's already fired up. He was in here uh, telling yeah. us about the, you know, some hockey uh, stuff, so he's he's ready to rock and roll. want to thank uh, Dan Wilson. Dan, excellent job by you, as always, my friend. And everybody, we appreciate you hanging out with us, uh, Jimmy Kemsky and Alex Coffey. We appreciate those guys as well. So, everyone, have a great rest of your Monday and your President's Day. If you have off, enjoy. If not, uh, enjoy it anyway. I don't know. All right. <laughs> so, we'll talk to you soon. Devin Caney, Rob Ellis. WIP Sports Time is 9.54. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile. Get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.